flood. When fears come in and flood your mind, when you think you're going down, when you think you're not going to make it, when you think you're going to fail God, or you've not measured up, when the enemy comes in and tells you that you're you're unworthy, you're unholy, you're no good, you'll never get it. What do you do when the enemy comes in like a flood? You see, the Lord raises up a standard. Let me show you what that standard is. Look at verse 1. The Lord reigneth. He is clothed with majesty. The Lord is clothed with strength. Wherewith he hath girded himself. And he's put on his armor and set for battle. You have to have a clear vision. A clear vision. That your Lord and Savior is standing by. His eyes on your flood. His eyes on you. You have to have a clear vision of what God has promised here. I've not ignored you. I see where you're at. I see what you're going through. Look at me, he says. I have girded myself. I put on my armor. I have my sword in hand. And then read what it says, verse 4. The Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters, yea, than the mighty waves of the sea. God says, get your eyes off the flood, get it on me. I've got my sword in hand. I am more powerful. I am mightier than all your floods. I'm bigger than all your fears. Get your eyes off your fears. He said, I've guarded myself. I, that hit me. I could hardly sleep. I picture my Lord standing over me, sword in hand. He knows how far it can go and no further. He'll come and slay the dragon in his time. He's saying, now you just stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. You just put your trust in me right now. Don't be afraid. And just to remind everybody, we have special guest Brett Keen in the house with us today. So, Brett, special shout out and special thank you for being here with us. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate it. And I always enjoy hanging out with all the cool people. Yes, yes. And I uh, love hearing David Wilkerson, Stephen. Um, I love the passion that he preached with. You could just hear the passion in his voice. It's very Thanks for the compliment, Brett. We're not th we're not that cool though. Uh, we haven't been banned, uh, so we're not as cool as you. Give it time. Give it time. <laughs> we we did receive that strike for medical misinformation. Um, and uh, when I received that, <clears throat> which was exactly on the twenty fifth of December, two thousand twenty. When, or 21, uh, uh, the warning was supposed to leave, but it has never left my channel. It's been two years, and that warning is still there. In your channel, um, uh, Stephen, it says that it will disappear in 90 days. Okay, don't hold your breath, because it's been two years, and it hasn't disappeared on my channel yet. The reason mine Facebook says it will disappear. Facebook did that to me. I've been uh, pushing the little feed for like two years. Uh, say that again. Uh, awake. I didn't. I didn't catch it. I don't know the rest. Hello. Am I here? I don't know if she can hear you. I can though. 
Yeah, maybe we lost her. Uh, Stephen, you were saying something oh, about the... you know, it was uh, okay. it was going in and out. I don't know if that was me or you, though. You? Oh yeah, um, Facebook did that to me. It said like your your post will be pushed to the bottom of the news feed for ninety days, but that was like seriously around two years ago, and it's it's still it just keeps changing the dates. <laughs> just keeps saying yep. ninety days. <laughs> yep, same here on YouTube. Um, so let's change the discussion, everyone. Does anyone mind if we go back real quick and revisit what I mentioned uh, in the last? Uh, in the last episode where I was watching a, I don't know if he was a scientist or just a, an atheist in general on television, um, where he was talking to someone who said, prove to me there's no God. And he said, well, that's just like saying, prove to me that the moon is not made of green cheese, the burden of proof. Since we can't see God or we can't, we don't, you know, the burden of proof is on the one who claims that he exists. But I would turn it around on this person and say, no, you can look at creation and see that there had to be a creator. The proof, the burden of proof is on the person that says that the universe created itself. I agree. Yeah. So Ryan, uh, Ryan, I love hearing what you have to say. Is there any way you could turn up your microphone, though? You sound a little quiet. And as oh, I said sorry, earlier, I was, half I was deaf being... over here. I blame it on the 80s music. Go ahead. Am I better? Am I better now? Because I was standing about. Yeah, you sound good now. Yeah, I was standing about five feet away from my PC. When well, I you're absolutely right, Ryan, with what you were saying. I did make it out. Um, although yeah. Christians are basically to defend a supernatural position of the concept of God, the atheists and skeptics out there and agnostics, they have the view, they hold the position that the origin of the universe, life and existence itself, is a natural one. So they have to defend that. They have the burden of proof on that. Um, of course, we can't expect them to prove our God for us and all that. But I believe that if one just opens their eyes and looks at the way the law and the order and the fine-tuning of the universe, uh, you'd have to be blind or ridiculous not to be able to see the order in it. Amen. And there are thousands of examples or no how many are the things on the world uh, well the uh, the examples that uh, prove god are that many like i can i can just turn around and look at anything and it proves god so my my fa my favorite one that i've been using as of late is uh, uh how uh uh, bird, bird poop uh, transfer the the seed from uh, from a tree. So yeah. if if according to evolution, uh, it, it, everything evolved, how did uh, the tree know what exists in the digestive system of uh, of birds to make mm -hmm. the seeds? Uh, not only survive it, but there are some seeds that get activated by it. So if, uh, if, it, if it wasn't for the acids inside the stomach of birds, um, the seed doesn't, uh, doesn't produce a tree, but they get activated yeah. from the, the acid. So uh, how did it know that? That's all I'm, I'm, I'm wondering. Very good I, point. Very good point. Achilles. It's two different organisms. Yes. But then they will say, oh, that's your belief. 
What? Wait, what? There is no. <laughs> Brett, you had a really good one to throw at Atheist. It was uh, the Burmese paradox or Pinese paradox. You know the what Fermi I'm paradox, and uh, I've been noticing. I've been noticing that a lot of scientists have been getting going after that one lately. It wasn't very popular back in the day, but it is starting to really reach a lot of magnitude. For those that don't know, the Fermi paradox is when you ask yourself, if evolution is true, if abiogenesis is true, then why is it that the universe has so many planets, according to scientists, yet we see no teeming of life? Why isn't abiogenesis or evolution working anywhere else? Sure, if you watch Fox News or one of these truthful news stations out there, they'll tell you they see flying saucers and all kinds of weird stuff. But we haven't actually engaged any kind of sentient life forms out there. Why is that? Why, if there's billions of planets and the universe stretches on for 200 billion light years, have we seen nothing but maybe a booger on Mars? Exactly. So it's uh, the proof are infinite. There, there are so many, and they just insist on denying uh, up to a point where I think those that still do that uh, work for somebody, like like they know it. Because if I go outside my house and I have a discussion with somebody about the that issue, he will get convinced by the end of the discussion. But we have so many people. Uh, that keep attacking channels, Christian channels, and it looks like they they exist to do that. And no matter what you bring at them, when it is uh, whether it is from the from astronomy, whether it is from biology, whether it is from philosophy, it doesn't matter to them. They will never get convinced. Just uh, jump off topic just for a moment, Stephen. If you are friends with the awoke person, she seems to be having a lot of technical issues. Maybe she's one might, of our hosts. You may want to suggest to her to get on a computer. Monday. She's using a phone right now and isn't picking up some of the dialogue that's happening. Yeah, awake, sis. I don't have an echo with you, but if you're having audio, we're all hearing each other fine, so it might be you. I don't think she's hearing some people in the room, Stephen. That was one of the, the sad issues. Seems like a wonderful person. I'd just like it if they could participate in the conversation. Hey, you guys can hear me, though, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're coming through nice and clear. Okay. I think that the flickering candle really adds a nice soothing and calming effect to my background, so I hope you guys concur. Um, Absolutely. Well, thank you, thank you. Oh, Ryan, about what you were talking about earlier and also Heart of Flesh mentioned that no matter what direction he looks, he can see the order in it. He can see that God had something to do with it. Sure. An interesting thing is, is if you're talking to a skeptic, ask them, do you believe that the universe is rational and logical? Does it have order? It seems like it would have to have order and patterns in order for life to have consistency, right? The moment that they say yes, which 90% of them will, if they have any idea of the universe at all, simply say to them, but doesn't logic and rationality require a mind? There you go. Absolutely. Marco has an interesting question if anybody would like to address it. There might be life in other star systems, but like you said, might be. Sure, we can speculate. Maybe there's uh, 
a draft that runs on the moon on the dark side that we just don't see. That's what we call speculation, and an atheist would call that a matter of faith. Mm -hmm. I might be thin if I ate less, Brett. See how might works? Mm, yeah. I could say yeah. something pretty controversial here, Stephen. If people want to believe that there's other life out there or aliens, there is a place that you can look where you'll get your information providing you take it as evidence, and that's the Bible. The Bible actually speaks of life forms that didn't originally inhabit the earth, that mm -hmm. existed and had participation in creating the universe. So if that's what you want, you got it. Just go biblical. Um. Jeremiah used uh, an example um, responding to Marco. Um, the inside of a watermelon might be blue until you cut into it. Then it turns red. <laughs> but as long as it's not cut into, the inside of it is blue. <laughs> you, you know? and, and because I was into this um, mentality that we can't be alone, and as I've said on, previ on previous shows, and I think even yesterday's, uh, I was the type of kid that instead of uh, looking into how to get girls uh, on my bed, when we were going with my friends for vacation, I would pick up a laptop with me and documentaries of Carl Pag Sagan. I mean, every time I confuse that. Sagan. <laughs> you can call uh, me the other word. <laughs> and I knew about Drake's equation back then. And I would show them the stars. I would show them the galaxy when we were on an island at night. And I would tell them, uh, there is no chance that we are alone. Uh, and I would explain the mathematics. And all that was 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. But when you, are, when you have this discussion today uh, with atheists, they think that you have arrived to this conclusion or, or they pose the straw man that you have arrived to this conclusion from uh, your faith, predetermination uh, pre about it. But no, I just observed the evidence and it makes way more sense that until we see something, if we speculate that it exists, then that's faith. It is not science. It's speculation. They have lost it. They have, they have lost the, the, ter the terminology. Science should be mathematics, physics, and logic. So if you remove one of the two to fit your scenario, and you say, well, I trust some other people who told me that, well, that is faith. It is equal to mine, but it's your faith that it's being taught and indoctrinating people that it's science when it's not following math. I hear you there, Heart of Flesh. Stephen, I seen you post a comment, another comment from this person, Marco. You know me, I like to respond to folks, but he says, would discovery of life on other planets shake your faith at all? Why would it shake a, a Christian's faith? Christians believe that there are entities and beings that exist in the universe that had to do with creation, God, angels, demons, all this. Why would there be an issue for a Christian? Seems like that idea would be more of a friendly argument for Christians than it would be non-believers, because what are you going to argue? A bunch of rocks smacked into each other and somehow something neat came along and a little green person's running around? What are you going to do with that? Brett, if you'd like... You can post the um, the stream address, the link to get in here on your channel also, because 
I don't mind answering these questions, but I'd like for people to come on and ask the question. That way I can tell from their tone whether it's a legitimate question and they want dialogue and this is someone I should waste my time on or if this is somebody who's just trying to eat up my attention so that I'm distracted from sharing the gospel with someone else. Well, to be but, fair, I, I think the questions so far have been pretty valid. It's something that everybody on both sides thinks about. But I put the link out. I, I thought, Stephen, that when you posted the link, it also went on to my comments as well. I'm learning as I go along. I would like to pin something in. If somebody else wants to talk, uh, I will. I will. Uh, I, I was just going to say. So far, I I believe that Marco has asked some good questions. Um, I totally agree. So what what I would respond though uh, is uh, I would tell Brett I will I will like play devil's advocate almost almost uh, and explain what uh, Marco means uh, according to our Bible. Eve was the ma the mother of all living. And I personally, with my experience and not predetermination, I do not believe in life elsewhere. I, though, am not your average Christian. Uh, I take my Bible very literally. And I believe uh, everything else that we see uh, is to glorify God and, and his creation. And we have a uh, an indoctrination from schools that starts all the way from the Big Bang to evolution. And within that, it makes perfect sense to have life elsewhere. But that is not the way I see this world. Uh, I'm not going to analyze how I see it. Uh, but, uh, Brother uh, Marco, you are going to see uh, life coming here very soon. And if you do not realize where they are coming from, you will be convinced from all your TV and all the hosts that exist today and all the news streams that they came from another planet. What's a series called uh, Visitors? Uh, v. It, it, it was in 1980s, I think in 1983, and it got remade in 2003, I think. Uh, watch each one of the two that shows how they will change this world by the visitation of aliens. So if you don't realize that uh, they will be coming from another place, and we have been warned about this from uh, Paul the Apostle in 2 Thessalonians, that he says that the Antichrist will come with a great deception. Um, that, that is the great deception. It is going that way. I want to remind you all the pillars that started appearing all over the United States, the obelisks. And in case you didn't notice, uh, one of them that was in the Bible Belt, some people went there and they took it down and they were shouting, Christ is King. So on another place in the United States, somebody went there and zoomed in and you can see marks from a saw and a, a disc. So somebody created those and they are trying to play the game that it is. Uh, we don't know how they got here. They are telling us that they have all this footage from there is a novelist at Mars, but we're keeping it a secret. Everything 
is a big lie and it's gonna come to the great deception that there are aliens. So I used to believe in them first and now I have arrived to the fact that they don't exist and I will I call um, br brother Marco to to do his own research on the subject and don't trust the liars they are lying to us i'm sorry for speaking so long everyone do you know what i hear whenever an atheist tells me they don't believe in the bible but then they explain to me evolution i hear i'm not superstitious but i'm i am a little stitious Every single time. pretty good <laughs> oh. yeah <laughs> well you know the best thing i can tell them is there are websites out there that have all the answers to any question any atheist could ever ask. Creation.com, AnswersInGenesis.org are two big, big ones. So go there. <laughs> and and um, just as when we say there is a God and they say, oh, where is he? Did you see him? We can respond exactly the same. There are aliens. Where are they? Do you see them? <laughs> well, it makes mathematical sense that they exist. Well, that's exactly what we're saying about God, too. Mm -hmm. It's the same yeah. argument. I, I don't even know why they bother doing that anyway. Uh, even scientists themselves say that there's literally billions of things that are happening right in front of our face that we simply can't see because of the way the properties are made up or the material. There's uh, uh, things in light that we're not able to pick up through our perception, through our eyesight. So when you know that there's billions of things that are there, but you just can't see them or observe them with certain senses, it's not really an argument at all. Why can't I see this? Why can't I see that? Well, maybe you're blind or your perception's off. Who knows? Amen. Redeemed, are you, are you saying that there is, of course, there is life all over the universe? Um, well, only if God created it all over the universe. Uh, we have no evidence of it so far zero evidence zero. we spent a lot of money and looked for a long time in a lot of places and we have zero evidence by all accounts all scientific evidence points to the fact that we are unique in the universe and that also points to a creator mm -hmm. there was a book that came out a while ago i forget who the authors are but it's called privileged planet and the book goes through and lists all the many, many, many reasons why the earth is capable of ha uh, being habitable uh, for life uh, and, and how incredibly unique it is compared to anywhere else in the universe that we've ever observed. Um, I can't list, I can't list all of the things, but it's just, I know the fine tuning of the universe to be habitable for life is one of the one of the many evidences but the book privileged planet it just goes through all the different evidence of why earth i mean even i think i remember the moon the moon being as big as as it is and being located where it is is one of the one of the evidences that they give um but they they list a whole bunch of evidences 
redeemed and saved said trillions of solar systems in the observable universe of course there's life all over the universe well again that's speculation scientists actually claim that it's a far bigger number of how many solar systems and planets that can be found than the number you use but i'm sure you're just rounding it off to a funny number but the problem is is the fermi paradox still stands tall we haven't engaged or interacted with any kind of life forms out there the only conversation that we've had about entities that exist outside this world is in the bible period now i, I would like to add um that um uh, stephen has a good opportunity to share the screen um observing you have uh, to share your screen for me to do that Oh my God, I thought I had company all this time. Let me do that. <laughs> no, sir. Oh my God. Well, I have good, I have good company, but anyway. Yeah. He is my God too. And everyone out in the comment section, I have posted the link and it is pinned. You are welcome to come on and tell us why we're right or why, uh, why we are wrong, I guess. But uh, it's not really open for atheists tonight. So if you do happen to be an atheist and you want to tell us how wrong we are, I'll give you like 15 seconds. <laughs> so uh, right now uh, we are observing Jupiter. And I have uh, actually we have now humidity on the glass. But I have to continue the animation that I'm trying to make no matter the humidity. I don't care for it. So in enjoy this kind of lousy view. Um, but uh, this is a problem with stars. A star is a pin on the sky. So if you take a telescope and you zoom on that pin on the sky, it doesn't get closer. If you get a very big telescope, like the biggest on the Earth, and you zoom on it, it doesn't get closer again. If you quadruple the power of the, of the greatest telescope on the Earth, or even Hubble, the star is always a star. It doesn't matter what strength of a telescope you're using, you can never zoom in on it and see that it's a sun. So they are telling us that it is a sun, but that is based on the fact of the, on the theory of the Big Bang and that there are stars. While what we are saying is what the Bible says, that no, these are not habitable places. So, I bet with that $8,000 telescope, you really could spot the flag on the moon, couldn't you? I tried. When I believed we went there, I tried. And then they told me, oh, you can't spot it. No matter how, how big is your telescope, you can't spot it. And I was like, well, why not? I mean, I can zoom in on a crater and I can almost look into it. But I can't spot um, the what we left behind. There have been so many missions. There's been from Russia, from uh, the United States, even India went, and we can't spot one single evidence that we've been there. It's just stupid that people must uh, come to realize at some point. But you have to promise me, though, as soon as the visibility is clear, you will show us the moon. Okay, and uh, I, w I will, it's a promise, but also uh, if you go to the first astronomical night that we had, um, I turn it to the moon when it comes up 
and I stay there for a while. I go left, I go right, and then I zoom more in, uh, left, right. We examined like the whole moon, but we didn't talk about it. And I don't know, maybe uh, maybe you had left. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I wasn't looking at the stream yard. I think I had must have left that night. Yep, it's there. Go check it out. And then I promise I will when it comes up. Awake. I uh, see that you're back now. I guess we sound okay to you. Yes, y'all sound fine. I ended up just uh, restarting my phone and hoping that, that worked because uh, my son was playing games and he was like, please don't restart the internet, mom. And uh, thankfully it worked. So. <laughs> Well, if you don't mind awake, uh, I don't think Brett's met you, so tell him about your show. She's one of our favorite hosts here at Proverbs Guys Ministries, and she has an awesome testimony, and it's kind of similar to yours, Brett. Whereas you were an atheist, she was a pagan. She's All right. <laughs> hey, Brett. It's nice to officially meet you. I, um, <clears throat> you know, I've seen you. Uh, your name in the shows before but i had known you as an atheist I, I say known you as an atheist but i didn't really know you i just associated the name with atheism <clears throat> and it wasn't until today that i realized that you're not an atheist anymore and i was really happy um to hear that <laughs> well i appreciate it i'm pretty happy not to be an atheist anymore as well <laughs> I bet. yeah i'm happy not to be pagan anymore it's uh it's definitely a blessing. My life has has just improved so so much since then. It's it's such a blessing. Um, my show is uh, well, it's a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but I try to keep the focus somewhere along the lines of going over the things that a lot of unbelievers, so you know, atheists, pagans, etc. Usually, they're atheist line, talking lines, but sometimes they're pagan talking lines um things that they ask that they don't understand uh bible verses or stories that are taken out of context like uh recently i explained in my most recent show towards the end the misconception about the story in genesis 38 regarding onan <laughs> and uh why god killed him not because he uh released his seed on the grounds per se, but because of the Leverett laws regarding marriage and uh, how if you understand the context of those laws at that time, then you understand that what Onan actually did was he was misleading this woman in order to be able to sleep with her and God struck him down for that. And uh, so usually it's just going over, you know, misconceptions like that. But um, uh, sometimes I do other, sorry, I'm, I'm a, Moving things around in my room right now. <laughs> I got to get ready before class. But um, you mind if I you mind if I ask you a question? Because I understand if if someone says they were once an atheist, you can pretty much in the label be able to get the idea where somebody's coming from. But paganism is an umbrella term. Um, there's a, a lot of different groups out there. So would you be able to tell me a little bit about the history of that, of what you came from? Yeah. So I was what. What a lot of, and maybe even most pagans are, eclectic pagans. Um, I started out as a Wiccan, and uh, which I always call like fluffy paganism. <laughs> and then I got further and further into paganism. Um, I wasn't practicing the last 10 or so years. You know, I would observe the holidays. Um, 
the only ones I really celebrated or the only one I really celebrated was Yule. I didn't really celebrate it. I actually just did Christmas on Yule instead of Christmas Day. So uh, on rare occasion, we might burn a Yule log. And uh, that was the closest I got to celebrating the uh, holidays in the last 10 years. But normally, you know, I might post about it online, the history or what I thought to be the history and how it was supposedly stolen from, um, stolen by Christians, etc. But uh, when I was practicing, really most of what I did was um, try to dabble with the supernatural. I never did any type of hexing or curses or voodoo. I was always very what, you know, um, I understand now that there's not much of a distinction and, and all witchcraft is against God. But in my mind at the time, I was like, I'm doing white magic. This is good magic, you know? Um, <laughs> and so that was kind of my forte was, you know, if I did a spell, it would be a health spell for someone who was sick or, um, you know, a spell to help. One of the very last spells that I did was actually a spell that, in hopes that my friend would not miscarry uh, her fourth or fifth baby because she had a very long history of miscarriages. Um, unfortunately, she did go on to miscarry. <clears throat> um, but then, yeah, it was uh, kind of EVPs and ghost hunting and uh, trying to talk to spirits and using um, spirit boards and things of that nature. But uh, over time, I just kind of, I just kind of stopped. I didn't understand why. I didn't know what had changed in my life. And now I think that it was God kind of nudging me away from it and me unknowingly um, listening. Because even in the last few years of being a non-practicing pagan, all of a sudden I stopped sharing the information about paganisms and the holidays. One day I had a friend who commented who was Christian and, you know, I used to, I used to like to find Christians and purposely convert them away from um, Christianity when I was a lot younger. And I had this Christian and she wanted me to tell about more about witchcraft and she was really interested in it. And even though the old me would have like, I would have jumped right on that and I would have been happy to initiate another person into paganism. Something inside of me just, I didn't, I didn't feel right. So I just uh, pretended like I, I didn't see her comment. And um, then over the last three years, uh, a lot of things about me changed. A, a lot of things about my ideology. I was an extreme far leftist and I was all, you know, ACAB and just all the things that come with a uh, far leftism, extreme, far left extremism. <clears throat> and as that changed over those three years, God began to soften my heart more and more. And uh, then I had uh, an experience that proved to me that God existed or does exist in um, somewhere midway through the year last year. And then it was about midway through the year this year, actually May 6th, that I um, kind of completed that process. Because I had a, a, a rebellious phase when I realized that, oh, God does exist. I felt even more rebellious um, in a way than I had previously. But over the course of, I think it was like six to eight months, my heart was softened more and more. My mind was opened more and more. And then I had a, a religious experience, you could say, listening to a song. Oh, she, uh, where'd she go? Uh-oh. She is back. Uh -oh. And uh, welcome to the panel, oh, John. Jesus Christ. Not ahead of 
And that's when I gave my uh, request. We lost you uh, at the end, dear Awake. We lost you about 10 seconds ago, Awake. Oh, um, I heard you say, here's where you left off. You said something about you were listening to a song, you had an experience, and you felt like uh, there was some kind of manifestation for you. Go ahead. Yes. So there's a song I listened to called I Am Barabbas. And while listening to it, um, when I realized that it was about Jesus, there was just this moment where, where when, th when that realization happened, everything just kind of clicked. And I gave my heart to Jesus. Shortly after that, I started going to church a few weeks later. Well, actually, I started watching church sermons online. Um, I really liked what I heard. Then I found the Proverbs, guys. And um, the first week of the next month, I started going to church, and I've been going to church ever since. My family goes with me, and uh, we do, you know, classes and youth group, and uh, we're just really fully immersing ourselves in it. I, I love it. Well, that's a, that's a beautiful testimony. I, I do want to ask you, because you had said uh, that you were Wiccan, and the Wiccans I've spoken to on my show in the past, they were very nature-oriented. I'm sure you mm -hmm. know what I'm talking about. Yep. But you you said, for you, though, you, you're, there's something different about what you got going on than what I heard from them. You actually prayed for people who were suffering or prayed that your friend wouldn't lose their child in a miscarriage. Who did you think you were praying to at that time, if you don't mind me asking? So when I was new to the craft, I did pray specifically to certain deities. Um, Diana was the goddess that of my, there, there were many different ones I prayed to, but Diana was, oh, that was my phone. Sorry. Um, Diana was the, the, my favorite goddess, you might say. And then I dabbled with um, uh, God, the, the God Seth, but I really only prayed to specific deities for maybe a couple of years. Um, after that, I kind of almost became like an agnostic pagan in that I didn't put a name. It was like God and, you know, gods and goddesses. There was no, I stopped having specific ones that I was praying to or that I was, you know, doing spells for. And it just kind of became a, like I said, like an agnostic thing, because I felt like there was a higher power. And at the time, I did feel like that that higher power would be male and female, either together as one or separately, or maybe even multiple males and females. And so if I did a spell, I would say, you know, you know, yada, 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 gods and goddesses <clears throat> versus yada, 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 Diana and, and Seth, if that makes sense. So I have to ask, what do you think? Um, what do you think motivated you towards those particular ones? Because we both know, I would say that there's tons and tons of pagan deities or representation and idols. Why do you think, for you specifically, you went towards these particular deities? Um, I know with Seth, uh, it was kind of um random and i just had this this feeling like because i had been searching for a long time you know for for a long time i knew that i uh favored diana but when it came to seth it was just kind of this random realization that i had that that seth was going to be the god 
that I would dedicate myself to. And so I, I there was not really a uh, a rhyme or reason for Seth. And as far as um, Diana, well, she's, you know, a very naturey mythological goddess, you know. And I was, even after coming away from the Wicca and being more into the the general eclectic paganism, I was still, um, you know, very, very nature oriented. And so Diana kind of um, pulled on my heartstrings in, in, in that way. Now, why I chose her, because um, over other goddesses, you know, there's plenty of, um, of nature-esque goddesses and various different mythologies, you know. So I'm not entirely sure why it was Diana um, co as compared to the other nature goddesses, but I do know that she, I favored her specifically because of her affiliation with nature. Yeah, I, I, I don't know whether if someone's a pagan or not. If you've ever spent time in the country or out in the wilderness, there's a, how do I put this? There's just, you just feel like you have a symbiotic relationship. You just feel like there's there's something there. Do you mm -hmm. hear what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. There, so there's this thing that I, I used to say um, in my non-practicing years as I started to lose a lot of faith in certain pagan aspects. But still, you know, um, I still clung to the idea of being a pagan. And I still studied a lot about paganism. But the one thing that I would always say is that the only thing that I have true 100% faith in that I have no doubt in at all is that we are all connected. And um, I do kind of still have, well, now I have, uh, you know, faith in a lot more things than just that. <laughs> I have faith in God and Jesus and, and many things. But uh I do still see us as all being connected. But instead of seeing us as all connected because we all came from stardust and, and you know, we're all connected through nature. Now I see it like we're all connected through God because we are all God's creation. And I think that when I was into the paganism, I was somehow sensing that, but I was, I was giving credit to the wrong places. Amen. I don't understand what bubblegum's putting out here, and I love bubblegum, but uh, and I'm not talking about the chewy kind. I'm talking about the guy out in chat. Uh, <laughs> you say we are not connected. You see, I don't understand that way of thinking. Whether you're an atheist or a person who believes in God, you're either going to believe that you come from the material of the universe, which makes us all a part of the same source and energy, or you're going to believe the creator guided that energy and power to make us. So no matter any way you look at it, we're a cosmic family, ladies and gentlemen. We just yeah. need to learn how to treat each other well, better. Yeah, I agree with you, Brett. We're connected, but not the way the atheists believe we're connected. Um, right. Connected. You know, the, the, the basic building blocks that God used to create the universe are in all living things, the basic building blocks. You know, atoms, and, you know, they're in, they're in everything, so... We're connected in that way, definitely. I hear yep. you there. Awoke, I'm not some kind of internet psychiatrist or doctor or anything like that, but it seems to me that you sought out something that was nurturing, something with love, something that would listen and help those out there that were suffering. And I think that that's a, a beautiful path that you took. And I, uh, of course, wouldn't be surprised, obviously, that it led you to Jesus. I have a question for... Awake and for Brett. 
Mm-hmm. So did you ever have anyone leave Christianity and go into paganism or go into atheism who ended up being happier than they were in Christianity? You want no. to go first to woke <laughs> or myself? Well, you can go first. No, uh, one of the reasons why I point out statistics all the time, I've said this quite a few times to you, Steve, and I don't know if the rest of the room has heard of this, but atheists have the highest substance abuse record on the planet, and they've had that since the 70s and 60s. They have the highest suicide rate. Um, it is said scientifically that people who believe in a God or have faith, and I'm not, and I'm not just saying a particular God, but faith and the peace that you get from actually believing and having hope that there's more to the universe actually helps you live longer and more joyous and a more content life. Christians and pagans tend to live longer and happier lives than atheists who don't believe that there's hope in anything. I remember watching a, um, I don't know if you'd call it a documentary, but it was like this one hour or so long episode done by um, Dennis Prager of PragerU. And he explains, actually, I think it was a two part. Anyways, yeah, I, um, I, I really, really um, mm -hmm. enjoy his, his stuff. And he goes yeah. through this explanation of why, even if you don't actually believe that if you just follow the path of, of Christianity or Catholicism of, or, or Judaism, that statistically you, you, there's a lot of things that will go a lot better for your life. And I couldn't recall all the statistics, um, but he made a, a really impressive case for um, basically what you were just talking about, Brett. Well, I mean, you got to kind of, for those out there that don't understand where I'm coming from, and I know everybody in here probably does, but imagine that you're walking down a dark road. Your car is broke down. You're going down a dark highway. You can't see hardly anything. Now, imagine you're the person who doesn't believe there's anyone off in the distance that's ever going to come, that's ever going to show up. How miserable and depressing and how sooner or later you're going to run out of hope for yourself and everything around you. But if you believe that there's a chance, that there's some form of hope, that if you keep going sooner or later, if you follow the guiding light, well, you'll keep on going, won't you? You'll keep on fighting. You'll keep giving it everything you got because you think there's hope at the end of the tunnel. Does that make sense? For me, it makes sense 100%. to me. It reminds me of how... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I just said uh, 100%. Um, it reminds me of how there's this, have you ever, um, hold on one second, baby. <laughs> oh no. Um, I've read a lot of stories about people who get lost in the woods or they get lost at sea. And when they get found, it's really common that as soon as they're found, um, they give, they, they, their body gives out and they go unconscious. They stay, they keep going. Hey! Hold on one second, baby. They, um, they keep going because they have this hope that if they keep going, someone will find them. And there was a study I was reading that kind of supported this. Um, and I want to say it was, it was about rats. 
And, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was rats. And basically it was, I mean, it's really terrible what they did to these poor rats. But basically they drowned them. And if the rat thought that no one was coming to save it, if it didn't have that hope, it would drown much quicker. But if the rat knew that there was a hope, I think that if it had been shown that another rat would, was being saved and so they knew that eventually they would be saved themselves, they wouldn't drown or at least it'd take them significantly longer to drown. And so I think there's, there's something to say about having faith of being rescued, whether someone's going to rescue from drowning or whether Jesus Christ is going to, going to rescue you, that having that faith gives us the, the will to keep going, the will to keep fighting, no matter how hard things get, no matter how, dark things may seem if you have that faith you you have that reason to not give up that's right that's what i go with but that example makes me lose faith in mankind well you know? the bible does say don't put your trust in the flesh right, uh, men will men will uh, they'll disappoint you every single minute of the day i know that's, that's I know. the way it is they'll break your heart but god won't yeah. God is the light at the end of the tunnel. I you will to... not forgive me, Brett, will you? I'm kidding. I had to learn that. <laughs> um, you know, which goes back to uh, when I had created an idol out of a person. Well, when I did that, that person did what you said. He broke my heart. But you know what? It had to happen because I, I do not need to be making idols out of people or things or anybody sports teams or anyone else or cars um and uh it was the greatest emotional pain i had ever felt but it was something god had to do something to get my attention and get me on the right track and he knew exactly who to use to do it he used the perfect person to do it you know, uh, Ryan, I'm mostly a, a rock guy, but I've mm -hmm. uh, had a tendency to listen to some Garth Brooks. Have yeah. you ever heard the song, Sometimes the Best Prayers are the Ones That Are Unanswered? You ever heard that song? I don't know if I've heard it, but I do agree with it. Or perhaps another way to say it is the best prayers are the ones that are answered the opposite of what you asked for. Yeah, some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. Yeah. Right. The, for those who haven't heard the song, and I really encourage you to do it, it's it's about a man. It's a true story about Garth Brooks' friend who hmm. was heartbroken and almost to the point of suicide because he yeah. had lost somebody he cared about. The person basically rejected them and went on their way. Well, yes. years later, he ended up finding the woman of his dreams, having children with her and a family. And then years later, he would end up running into that old love, that old fire that he had. And he mm -hmm. realized that all that anger that he had towards God, he realized that if that hadn't have happened, he wouldn't have turned left instead of right and had the woman and the beautiful children that oh, he yeah. has today. So people Absolutely. need to think about that. Even if something seems dark right now, Mm -hmm. Something great might be in store for you. Just give it time. Be patient. Oh, I'm living proof of that. I went through a dark time in 2019 that took me a long time to get out of. But I have met people since then that have been far, far greater, far better than the person that I lost. Uh, infinitely better <laughs> friends I've made. Friends that I didn't expect to meet. And I'll give you an example. Um, 
in November of 21, I went to DAL all excited to meet Matt Powell. And I did get to meet him, but I had no idea before I got there that I was going to meet the Buckinghams. And that's just like, wow, thank you, Lord. That's an unexpected uh, surprise is their friendship, you know. So, yeah. Well, Ryan, I, I hope this doesn't bother you if I say this and all this. It seems like you have come a long way. But mm -hmm. I can still tell when I'm talking to you. I've talked to you in the past, and you told me about this person who disappointed you and hurt you like you did. Yeah. It sounds like the hurt and the pain this person did to you is still simmering even now. But you They're do seem still, like you're doing better, but it yeah. seems like it's still there. It's still there a little bit. It's still there a little bit. Not, not as much. The, the reason it is still a little bit is because I feel like I never got closure in that situation. And the second reason is I still see that person on a daily basis. <laughs> and when, you know, I think that the um, friend that Garth Brooks sang about, he was able to go a separate way. Ryan, I'm going to help you get closure right now. What's his name? Uh, his name. I'll just give you his first name. Just the first name. It's Nick. All right. Pretend I'm Nick and just come up and get it off your chest. <laughs> and I'll respond. Okay. All right. Um, Ryan, have you ever approached this person and said, you've hurt me deeply. You cut me right to the bone, but I forgive you. Have you tried that? Well, they work together at a government. No, job, I've never. So I've, it's kind of sticky. Brett, yeah, I've thought of a million things to say to him. Uh, the latest thing is, you know, I'm sorry I offended you. I really didn't mean to. And um, I also want to tell them I'm not the same man I was before you did what you did. And it's because you did it. <laughs> I want to tell them that. Right? I guess I can tell you, Stephen. Stephen, <laughs> okay, you're Nick. I'm not the man I was before you it's did. It's Nicholas. Did. <laughs> it, we're not first name basis right now. It's Nicholas, if you don't mind. He actually prefers, no, back when we were friends, he actually specifically said he prefers to be called Nick. <laughs> yeah, my friends call me Nick. We're not there yet, buddy. Slow down. <laughs> I'm uh, kidding. Well, All right. I'm Nick. I don't want to offend him by calling him Nicholas. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> anyway, it's okay. I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not the same man I was. I wish I could convey to you that I'm not the same man I was back before you did what you did. And I wish, it, and, and it's because you did it that I'm not the same man. Um, I don't know what he would say to that. <laughs> I May think I he something? would say, I think yeah. he would say, Ryan, I did it because I was getting picked on and teased and I That's didn't want true. to go down that road. And it wasn't personal. I just can't take teasing. Yeah. That's probably a good reason why he did it, Stephen. May I, may I say something to my brother, Ryan? Yes. I kill so everybody, everybody leave the room. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, although your therapy uh, method uh, is, uh, I guess, okay, uh, I have a similar experience with Ryan. Mm -hmm. And when I, I idolized that person yes. uh, fr from falling in love, yes. actually, um, uh, she completely turned her back on me and I never managed to receive closure. I went to her house. She was closing the door. She even threatened me that she would call the police. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time I fell in love in my life. Yes. 
And if I were to meet her after uh, seven years that have passed since, mm-hmm. there is only one thing I would tell her. And the funny thing is that she's following my YouTube account and she knows it already. Mm-hmm. I'm, gr- I'm grateful to her. Mm-hmm. If I mm-hmm. hadn't... M- If I hadn't met her, if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't yeah. have found God. I wouldn't have fallen to my knees yes. and prayed so hard for God to save me. So in a sense, the person that broke you is the one that showed you God. Yes. So, yeah, uh, Nick, that's something else I want to tell you. <laughs> I, I'm thankful for what you did because... I was not right with God and he needed to get me right with him and he used you to do it. So I'm thankful for what you did. And I know I saw people tease you a couple of times. And so I know you were getting teased, but, um, you know, uh, but Ryan, I forgive you. Well, thank you. And I hope you forgive me too. And I I hope you can heal from it now. I forgave you a long time ago, Nick, when I realized that you had to do what you did. You had to do it to get me right with God. Now, if you don't forgive me and let this go, I'm going to spread rumors at work. <laughs> Terrible rumors about you. Well, Nick, you probably have seen like for the past year and a half, I've had Matthew 1926 either on a hat or on my case. You know, I did that for a reason. You know, that's my life verse now. The verse that's on your arm, it's on my arm. I wear it on a wristband. I have it on my case, I have it on my car, I have it in my work van, I have it everywhere. It's because... That might creep me out a little bit, Ryan. Oh, you think it does? I think, well, as Nick, I have to say it's my opinion and not yours, maybe a little bit. Yeah, it probably did creep him out a little bit. And and I have a to admit, bit. there's a part of me that doesn't mind creeping him out. <laughs> and that creeps me out a little bit more, Ryan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, and I know, I hope you don't stop eating at um, Waffle House on account of me. Oh, don't I, hope I, I hope I never end up in your deep freeze. I wouldn't mind some Waffle House. You guys are making me hungry. Yeah, don't, meet, don't, don't yeah. mention food. Whatever you do, just don't mention food. Steve and I was, uh, I, before I get too far ahead, I was wanting to ask, you know how to pin comments up on, make it a blue line above your chat, right? Uh, 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 what? Well, if you are starting a StreamYards and you go to your YouTube comments and you post something, you can right-click the comment and actually pin it to the top of your chat. Oh, yeah. Like, you could do that with a link. What I'm wanting to ask you is, in the future, if I come into your room and also broadcast it over to my channel, because I like your hosting style and Ryan's and Mr. Stump's, I would be more than happy, but I need at least a few minutes to set it up to where it can broadcast to the other channel. So can you make sure there's a link present when you have it up so I can get in there ahead of time and get that adjusted? Yeah, I do have the link pinned on the uh, comment section of this one going already, though. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, this is, I, I don't see it on your end because I'm looking at the comments board over on my setup. Because you said people aren't seeing your comments on my comments, so I don't know how that works. But... No, I see all the comments from your channel. Uh, I think what it is is when I post the link, my posts are only going to the channels I'm associated with. For some reason, they're not going to your channel. Ugh, I don't know what the deal is with that. 
But uh, just in the future, when you're doing an upcoming show and you know that you actually want more people to come in, just pin the link out so I can get in five, ten minutes ahead of time, get it ready and all that, if you don't mind. I will do that. Yep. No problem. All right. Well, it sounds like a lot of people are feeling better. I, I do feel sad that people have had their, their hearts broken and they've had these type of things happen. But it does sound like there was a learning lesson here and people are growing. So that's good. That's good. Well, if, uh, if I hadn't met the one that changed my life and I were to die the next day, I wouldn't be saved. So everything uh, happens because God loves us and wants us saved. And he finds the method for our self and the heart of stone that we have to break. He looks into the past. He looks into the future. He is omnipresent uh, and he orchestrates the situation. And he's saying, it's going to hurt, but you're going to love it. Yeah. So. So we shouldn't focus uh, at the hurt uh, aspect of it and realize that if we had died uh, before, uh, we wouldn't um, be saved, make it to heaven. I'm a completely changed person. I'm, I'm not the man I used to be, but I don't even feel like I want to tell her that. Uh, I want her saved. Um, that is something different. Like uh, uh, my love for that woman uh, is so much that I want to see her saved. But that's about it. I don't want anything other because my previous self had all that and wanted all that. Now my new self just wants people to experience the same transformation that I have um, going from the caterpillar to the butterfly. I don't even remember how it was to be a caterpillar. I look back at myself and I'm like, dude, you really cared for this stuff. Uh, so I want Ryan to, to just to think about this, uh, that God is everywhere. Uh, he's not alone, not a single moment. And he, he orchestrated this. So now he can have his warriors be here and discuss about the end times, about our experiences, tell them to people because uh, a lot of people uh, think that we are Christians because we were taught to be Christians. They don't understand the transformation that we have and we have become witnesses. So that wouldn't have happened without a bad scenario. So love it, and embrace I, it. Yeah. I have to say, Ryan, this is not Nick speaking. This is Stephen. <laughs> well, if you were um, Nick speaking, you'd go, I'd have to say, Ryan. <laughs> no, I, I have to say, though, Ryan, yeah. um, this is going to be a very selfish comment, and I don't mean for it to sting, but I'm glad it happened because amen. that helped bring you here to us. Amen. Oh, amen. And, amen. And you mean amen. a lot. And you mean a lot to us, brother Ryan. Thank you. I, I think the Lord every day that things happen the way they did. You see, God used the perfect person because he knows that I have a special place in my heart for a young man. And he also knows <laughs> that, that he's not going anywhere and neither am I. And so I, 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 I have to practice self-control for, I know I'm no longer tempted to cuss him out or anything, but I, for a long time I was, and I had to bite my tongue and it taught me patience. It taught me self-control. It taught me 
uh, it, it strengthened my character because I had ne- my character had never really been put to the test before this happened. Um, you know, it's one thing to say, oh, I'm a nice guy. I'm a real kind hearted person. I'm a good Christian man. But until you are put to the test, you really don't have any proof of that. Ryan, and, I wish I would have screwed you over six months earlier so you could have pro- joined Proverbs guys that much earlier. <laughs> Well, you know, everything happened in God's timing. I firmly believe that. Well, everything uh, isn't happened. It, I isn't mean, it okay, go ahead. I, I was just saying, I, I work with a, another young man, a real, real, a very good, godly young man named Matthew. And he said that he wished he could have gotten right with God. He's only in his 20s. And he said he wished that he could have gotten right with God earlier. And I told him, well, how do you think I feel? I, I didn't get right till I was over 50. <laughs> So, but every, it's wanna, different with everybody. I, I want to point out, although, uh, uh, that uh, we are now converging on a path, but before uh, we all had different paths. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. all those paths had uh, tribulations going on. Mm-hmm. And, and when Proverbs uh, got created, all our tribulations were ending and leading us all to realize the truth and find ourselves here. So, you know, people believe in magic. I mean, if, if there's something more magical than that, than somebody controlling all the paths of yes. everyone on the world, um, I, I'm just uh, saying things I believe uh, so clearly in order for you to hear it too, that uh, you would be here with us. Yes. And Pro- Proverbs, guys, was created uh, how long ago before uh, Ryan arrived? Uh, it was created over a year ago, so actually almost two years ago. Yeah, and I've been with you about six months, maybe. And I've been here for four months. Mm-hmm. So and just, just think about keep, it. Keep, keep joining. Just, uh, wonderful people, too, um, including our dear sister, Chris. <laughs> um, just wonderful people have been joining this, uh, and including my friend, Larry, uh, and, and my friend, Jordan. And, uh, and Awake has been uh, a Christian for the past maybe four months. So look at six this. Months. Six, six months. Almost six months. Yeah. Six. Oh, yeah, six months now. So yeah, I, I, I'm, uh... I'm just pointing out how grateful you should be for, for giving you. It's like somebody came in the spiritual and said, uh, hello, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, here's here's a ticket to heaven. Yeah, that that's what Nick did. Yeah, I, uh, you know, and I say I, I appreciate all my godly new friends. I, I sometimes I don't want to let name names because I don't want anyone to feel left out because there's so many of them now. But I value every one of you, um, and plus, you know, that that family that's on my route. I couldn't ask for for a better family to get to know and be friends with. I couldn't ask for a better one. And I've told people, I've actually told people that if someone approached me and they said, um, tell you what I'm going to do, Ryan, uh, we're going to give you a young couple that you can be friends with. I'd be like, okay, you can design them yourself. You can design them exactly how you want them to be. Well, if I did that, they would not be as good as the Buckinghams. I mean that. 
Amen, brother. And our, our feelings here are mutual, mm -hmm. so you know, uh, you're a great contribution to this team. Well, thank you, thank and, you, uh, you I, too. I am very thankful to Nick, just so you know. I, I, you know, I wish we could all, <laughs> you guys come to come to Marietta and come to the post and just say, hey, thanks, buddy. <laughs> and actually, Ryan, just one critique. You mentioned how much you love the Buckinghams, but I believe in its original <laughs> translation, it's Bolins. Ah, I love the Bolins too. That's right. Yeah, I love <laughs> yeah. the Bolins just as Thanks. Well. I'm so glad we're an afterthought. <laughs> oh, no, we're you, offended. That's, that's <laughs> why I don't like to name names because I don't want anyone to feel left out. Yeah, you shouldn't name names. You're bad at it, Ryan. All of you. You know what I always used to do whenever I would make like a Facebook post about like my closest and best friends? I put them in alphabetical order so they couldn't argue about go. who was the top. <laughs> You're, you know, I've already told you how special you are to me. And uh, Stephen, I wish we could, uh, we've only met in person once, and I'm hoping and praying that we can make it happen at DAL next month. Well, uh, is it, if it's December, it's going to have to be the end of December, like? Oh, uh, well, I could always reschedule my um, dentist. I'm thinking January, dude. Are you really? January would be better for me after the holidays. Yeah, I think January would probably be better for everyone. Okay, okay. Um, I'll tell a you Friday what. Friday or a weekend would also uh, make it a lot more doable. And that's the heart of winter for Stump up in Chicago, so that Yankee would love to get out of that cold. You know what, Stephen? You come up with a date in January, and I will reschedule my dentist appointment for that date. Yes, Yep. Okay. And your everybody, his dentist is a celebrity. He was in a movie called what? Troll 2. Troll, Troll 2. 2. Anybody yeah, heard of that movie? movie? Isn't that one of those like uh, animated kids movies? No, no they did have some like that, but this one is not. This one, this one, um, I'll tell you a little bit about it. It's it's live action. Um, it's considered one of the worst. It's one of those so bad, it's good. Um. And it's better than movies like, um, what's that, Sharknado? Because when they were making Sharknado, they knew it was a stupid movie from the very beginning. But Troll 2, the, the people who made it, there was an Italian director and film crew and writer and all that. And they came to America and they, they uh, casted Americans to be in this movie. And they really did not have a good grasp of the English. They really didn't know what they were doing, to be honest. <laughs> they they were really very amateurish uh, in, in in the making of this film, and they would have the they would have the uh, characters, the actors. They would say lines where the the actor would say, "We don't really talk like this. I wouldn't really say this." And the director would say, "Say, uh, hey, I'm the director. I wrote it. Say it like I wrote it." You know, <laughs> okay. Um, and so when the movie came out. Um, my dentist played uh, the, the lead character. He was, it centers around a family of four, a mom, dad, and a, and a brother and sister, a boy and girl. The guy that played the dad, um, his name is George Hardy. And he said in an interview that, that this, when the film came out, it was 1990 and people still had VHS, of course. And he put the tape into the VCR and started watching it. And he said he couldn't go 10 minutes. He, he, he ejected the tape and threw it behind the TV and he wanted to just forget he was ever in it. It was so horrible. 
But what happened was it began to develop a cult following. And when George knew about this, when he found out about it, he um, he began to own it. <laughs> he said, yeah, I was in that movie. I sure was. Yep. Uh. <laughs> and so he actually became a kind of a B-movie star. Um, and he's actually been in a couple of movies since that time. But his main profession is dentist. And he was actually in the process of earning his doctoral degree when he appeared in the film. And now how I know about him being a dentist, the um, actor who played the little boy, the son in the movie, when he grew up, he became a filmmaker. And he actually made a documentary called Best Worst Movie. And so I watched that. And this wasn't all me. I have a friend named Jeff, uh, who we really don't talk anymore, but he's the one that got me to see the movie. So, so when I, we watched Best Worst Movie, and I, I had not been to the dentist in a long time. And I said, let me Google this guy and see if he's still a dentist. Well, guess what? He was still a, um, and I found out he was in Alexander City, Alabama, which at the time I was not at all familiar with that city, that town. But I looked and saw where it was located. It's about halfway between Birmingham and Auburn. If you, you know, if you can picture a map of Alabama and you've got Birmingham here and Auburn down here, it's kind of in the middle between them. <coughs> and so I said, you know, I think I've got a new dentist. <laughs> and sure enough, he became my dentist. He's been my dentist since uh, the summer of 2020, June of 2020. He's been my dentist ever since then. And I used to be dentophobic. Now I get excited that I get to go to the dentist. <laughs> it's funny how God works. <laughs> so, anyway. Brett, is your that dentist as cool as this? Sorry. <laughs> what would you say, uh, Chris? I was just going to say, it must be cool for parents who bring their kids to the dentist because, like, just show your kid the movie first and yeah. then be like, it'll be your dentist, honey. You know, that would probably be exciting for a kid. Yeah. But for Christmas Ooh. of 2020, I got a. Um, I had a present made for him that blew him away. Um, I know this guy who makes things, etchings out of wood and stuff. He's, he's, he, he is a wood artist. And um, the biggest attraction in the uh, area where uh, Alexander City is, is Lake Martin. It's, it's a kind of a touristy area because of the lake. People love to go to the lake. So I had him do an etching of Lake Martin and have it, but instead of calling it Lake Martin, I, I can show it to you on my phone, but well, anyway, instead of calling, I had him, I had the name at Lake Nilbog <laughs> because in the movie, the family goes to this town called Nilbog, which is goblin spelled backwards. And uh, that gives you an idea of how stupid the movie is. It truly is stupid, but, but you, at the same time, it's, it's, it's so stupid that it's funny. <laughs> so if you haven't seen Troll 2, um, it's only an hour and a half. You're only going to lose an hour and a half of your life. But <laughs> you know what, though, Ryan, I'm sorry. That's an hour and a half. I just can't gamble. <laughs> I mean, it is so full of stupid lines. Uh, oh, and Dr. George, what he does is the first time he sees a um, he a, a patient that he knows is a fan. He he recites his most famous line from the movie, which is, "And you can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it." And if you're wondering why you would say that, like I said, it's a stupid movie. <laughs> so. I have flaws. What are they? Oh, I don't know. I sing in the shower. 
sometimes I spend too much time volunteering. Occasionally I'll hit somebody with my car. So sue me. <laughs> What's that from? Is that from the office? Or? All of them are from the office. Oh, okay. We have no, one reserved for did you ever see the movie Office Space? Because that's another really kind of a cult following movie. No. What were you saying, Awake? Your hatred as a child? Oh, yeah. I hated The Office as a kid. So in AP English, my senior, junior, junior, yeah, junior year, my my uh, my teacher hated me because I was pagan. Boy, she hated me so much for being pagan. She was mean. Um, and at the end, after we were done with our AP testing, we saw like a month of school left and we were done. And so she just played the office every day. And I, I really did not like that. <laughs> You're teacher. welcome. <laughs> and, and I really hated that show. Um, and so it really left a bad taste in my mouth. And then I just always kind of hated that kind of humor. Um, but when I was uh, living in a shed for a while, all I had to watch was uh, Talladega Nights. And that is some pretty dumb humor. And I actually oh, yeah. uh, learned to appreciate that kind of humor. And um, as as I grew to appreciate that kind of humor, though it may still not necessarily be my favorite kind of movie to watch. Um, I started to see, you know, office clips online and uh, they, they became funny and I don't hate the office anymore. And now I actually really like the office. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen Talladega nights all the way through, but I, I have somebody on this live stream sometime back in the past referenced. Um, it might've been on Chuck's show. I don't know, but somebody referenced the scene where they're praying uh, the thing and, and uh, <laughs> Will Ferrell's church. We we just come to you right now, little baby, little soft, little little tiny little baby Jesus. And and I, I don't know, a friend of his says, Look, he's not a baby anymore. You picture him the way you want to, and I'll picture him the way I want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a funny movie. It was the only movie that I had, and I, and we didn't have cable or anything. We just had this this little TV and this little tiny you know DVD player, and so. A Talladega Nights just played like 24 7 just to have some kind of background noise, you know? And so, once upon a time, I used to know every word to that movie, but now it's been like 10 years, 12 years, something like that. So, if you ain't first, you're last. Sorry, I said, if you ain't first, you're last. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, people called my uh, brother when he was younger, Ricky Bobby, for the longest oh, time. Yeah. That was his name, hey, Ricky Bobby. I was just going to say, I have some back issues with this magazine that were just sitting around. I'm going to take them to this uh, condominium complex clubhouse, and I'm going to donate them. I'm going to leave them in the clubhouse library. Why, why should they be collecting dust at my house when somebody might get it and think, wow, this is cool? So that's what I'm going to do tomorrow. I'm going to go back to work. I'm going to, I'm going to leave them in the clubhouse library there. Hey, I want to just say for everyone in the comments, everybody's welcome right now. Uh, if you're an atheist and you're just wanting to criticize, I might give you up to 15 seconds. I don't understand the question I just seen from Rebuke and Reprove. Hey, Brad, are Christians still blocked? Huh? I don't ever, uh, I don't block Christians and I normally don't block atheists unless they're being antagonistic and constantly uh, doing anything but having an actual conversation. <laughs> yeah, what is it, Rebuke? Like 1989, eh? 
He's got to be taking a cheap shot back from when you were an atheist, I reckon. Is that a Canadian accent I heard there at the end? That was a Canadian accent. Well, it's that, or I guess it could apply to some Yankees that are, like, really far north and basically Canadian. He has yeah. a, a laugh emoji, so I think he's just kidding around. That's why emojis are good, because you can use an emoji to keep people from misunderstanding you. Well, that's all good. I know he's got a dry sense of humor. I've talked to him before. He's a good dude. If you're going to play Mr. Nice Guy, Ryan, uh, Chuck can probably get you put up for sainthood over in the Orthodox Church. Sainthood? <laughs> yeah, I'd love that. I'd be so honored. I'd be so Saint, honored. Sainthood. Oh, well, I was <laughs> going to say, goodness gracious. My well, and, and we already got somebody here who talks like him, so, <laughs> you know, maybe. Who maybe. talks like who? Brett, Brett sounds like Chuck to me, and I think other people have said the same thing. You really think so? Yes, I do. The time Brett, they were what do you in think? the same room together, I was like, who is that? I had to look and see who was talking. <laughs> Who's Chuck? Uh, Pastor Chuck. Father Pastor. Charles. Pastor yeah, you, you've mm. seen him before. I know you've been in, I think you've been on my show and he's been on it before. He's been on your show, Brett. Uh, yeah. He's the priest. Father Charles, you guys, oh yeah, I know who he is. Really? You think I sound like him? Yeah, to me. I, I never said that. Ryan said that. Now, I'd have to, in order to sound like him, I'd have to bring my pitch down lower and I'd have to snore into the mic while people are talking. <laughs> <laughs> See, no, no, I like I like him. I'm just going on the guy. So, what's going on? <laughs> well, uh, we have eight people watching, but only two people commenting, and nobody wants to come on. It's kind of odd. Anyway, I'm going to have to leave in a little while. I'm going over to a friend's house, and we're going to go have trivia night at a restaurant here in a little bit. So I don't know what this rebuke is talking about. He says, you blocked me for refuting your silly arguments. Oh, you're a Christian again. Stephen, you've been talking to me for quite a few years now, and so is TTOR. Do you recall me having some kind of like atheist uh, like moment or crisis at all? I do not. No. Yeah, so I don't know what kind of crack cocaine he's smoking, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? Rebuke, if you have like a specific example, you're welcome to come on and you can state your uh, your point of view unless you get crappy. If you get crappy, I'll boot you real quick. Oof, that's hateful. I don't I, even know what argument we're talking about. I got I so many know. of them. He said refuted your silly arguments, but I'm, I mean, for you, you argue a lot of ace, uh, atheists. So if he's Christian, I would imagine your opinions would align with a lot of his. Well, there's a possibility that there could be some things. I mean, there's some views uh, that I have that are obviously awkward for some Christians and all that. Obviously, the annihilationism is a little strange for some because they believe in an eternal torment. Um, for a while there, I had issue with the Trinity until talking to you and TTOR. You guys really, really showed me the way on that. He's in the comment section now, you know, by the way. 
Oh, hey, TTOR, what you up to, you handsome son of a gun? Come in if you like. Let me go ahead and post the link for him. <laughs> Hopefully, TTOR can make it. He's been a very, very busy man. But uh, like I was saying earlier, the Trinity was uh, an issue for me a while there. But the argument that you presented as well as TTOR that really moved me over. Hmm. Hmm. Do you even remember it? It's been a while. Well, we, you and I have had several conversations about the Trinity. We've had several conversations about the same topics in various, various places, but especially the Trinity, I remember several different times, which I don't understand what you were struggling with that I helped with. Well, the issue that I was having was obviously there's a, there's been a big argument about the Trinity for the longest time for the last 2,000 years. Is Jesus God, or is he just divinely connected in some way? Is he a separate entity, that kind of thing? But after listening to you and TTOR, I've come to the conclusion that Jesus actually is uh, God. Amen. For a while there, I couldn't... Um, I was totally on board with Jesus as the son of God and the prince of peace and all this, but I couldn't get myself over to, is he actually the king? But listening to you and TTR, you guys came up with some great information and pointed some things out to me. We talked about the word and the flesh and all that. And you mentioned some stuff in Isaiah and Hebrew to me. And I was like, ah, now I see. Now I see where you're coming from on that. I'm glad me and TTOR were able to help you too. But I hope, I don't know what your time schedule is like, but TTOR, I hope you can come in, man. He's good people. Yeah. I enjoyed that show you, uh, you, he, and I did. I am surprised that you guys haven't done more live stuff together. Steven, I know you haven't had an opportunity to spend more time with TTOR, but believe it or not, uh, on most things that we've talked about, you guys are on the same page on a lot of stuff. I'm sure we are. No, I'm totally sure we are, Brett. I don't even know where Hart went, but Hart said he went away for a second, and it's been a lot more than a few seconds. And Ryan, you said you were leaving. Yeah, I'm going to be leaving in just a minute. Um, but I wanted to make an announcement. Something very awesome is happening on Friday. Uh, it's a bar mitzvah for you. <laughs> well, not that awesome. Let me see. Where's my, where's my, well, I was going to have a visual aid. Um, you know, uh, I was trying to find their CD, but well, ever since I first discovered the uh, three Heath brothers back in 2020, I have wanted them to come out with a record that has a certain kind of music that's geared towards a certain season that we are approaching. <laughs> and finally, on Friday, they are releasing it. A Christmas album, in case you haven't guessed yet. <laughs> yeah, they've got a Christmas album called, um, it's going to be called Not So Silent Night. And they, they filmed it, they, they recorded it, excuse me, along with the... Uh, the uh, Prague Philharmonic and the Prague Philharmonic. I'm not that much into uh, orchestral music or class, but I've been told that they're very prestigious orchestra. 
Um, for those of you that are into that kind of music, you may. Are they the ones that did Jurassic Park? I don't know. I don't know what orchestra John Williams used. That's a good question. That's something you can look up because he yeah. had to use an orchestra to record. Because if it's not that orchestra, it's not a real orchestra. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that. All other orchestras that aren't the one that did Jurassic Park are fake. They're <laughs> fake orchestras. Well, we can Google that if you want. I mean, what? Who did? Who did John Williams use? Um, you I'd need like to look it up to defend your point of view, sir, not me. Look it up. Let's find the facts. I would, um, I would like to think that John Williams used the same orchestra in all the movies that he did music for. Let's see. What? Brett, you like the Jurassic Park theme song, don't you? Jurassic Park is frightening in the dark. All the dinosaurs are running wild. Yeah. That's the okay. weird Al Yankovic version of it. Okay. Um, okay, he was a conductor of the Boston Pops, and so I'm guessing he used the Boston Pops, Boston Symphony Orchestra. So, That's the that, real orchestra. So okay. that's the orchestra to compare it to. Okay, well, you know what? I'll be hearing those songs on Friday, and I'm sure that I will love them. I'll be playing them all day out of my work van. I'll be blasting them out of my work van. I'm sure it's going to be a lovely fake orchestra, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not nice. I'm They're, kidding. I, I'm just kidding. Seriously, the Prague, uh, Prague Philharmonic is a, a world-renowned orchestra. So, Anyway, I guess I'm going to go ahead and get ready to go, but I really enjoyed y'all's company this afternoon. Um, I was... I was hoping to get some reading done, but then I get, I get that message. And I'm like, well, I guess we're going to go on a live stream. I will have to read those books. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 <laughs> Don't leave no. us, Ryan. Well, you know, I... And maybe I'll even ask you for prayer for this friend of mine. He's been pretty depressed lately. And, you know, he's in this mode of every time I think I make a little progress, something happens. And I take, you know, like taking a footstep, a step forward and two steps backwards. And I'm, I'm going to hopefully give him some uh, moral support. And, uh, you know, I have tried to share the gospel with him. And when he was a kid, he said, you know, he tried, he tried God and, you know, God didn't do what he wanted him to do. And, that, you know, you 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 know people like this. Everyone does. So I'm going to go spend some time. Um, we're going to go to trivia together. And hopefully he'll have a good, fun night. That's what I want him to do. All I can say, Ryan, is if you're going to put a real-life friendship before your random YouTube relationships, <laughs> I don't even know who you are anymore. I'm ashamed yeah. of you. I'll try to be back in time to catch some lupins. I don't know, but um, I, you know, I've known this friend for 19 years. That's not my fault. <laughs> and we've been through a lot together and um, I'm certainly not the same man I was when he and I first met and, and he can see it. I don't know how he feels about it, but you know, I can't let his, <laughs> I can't let his opinions interfere with my growth in, in the Lord. I can't let that is, is he a Christian? 
he has gone to church off and on, and he said he read the Bible a bunch of times when he was a kid. No, I would say he, he I think he's like a deist or something like that. Uh, Why don't you plug our channel to him? Not for the views, but I've thought about maybe it. He it'll help him. I, he knows I do this, and I've thought about sending him links, you know, and he... Uh, don't send him one of Ryan's shows. Ryan's show sucks. Send him anyone else's show. Here, yeah, check this yeah. out, Stephen, when you get a chance. I'm going to put a link up. I've been looking at Twitter a lot, and this is something that will probably send you through the roof. You'll want to talk about it on one of your shows. Let me see here. I'm doing my ceremonial putting on of my armbands. Have I shown you all my latest armband? No. This will be my first time getting into the armband. Hmm. That's my latest one. Oh, there you go. I'm waiting for somebody to get offended. Good for you. you. <laughs> You're trying to get stoned. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to get stoned. <laughs> so what do you think of that, Stephen? Isn't that something? Ah, that's nothing I would talk about on a show and go out of my way. That's opening up a can of worms. But I feel very sad for that that young woman. I think it's a woman. Well, this is, uh, if you didn't get to check it out, this is a person who is teaching elementary children. I don't know if you've seen the bed over on the left, but they have a satanic pentagram for their blanket and all that. And what they're doing they're allowing people like this to teach the younger generation is it no wonder the world's getting more screwed up as we go along yeah, yeah that's why i really don't like public schools i really like private schools and if there was enough competition i think it would be cheap enough that taxes would pay for it a lot of the uh, private schools have gotten very woke um because not as woke as the public schools some of them because and I'll tell you why it's because um, the wokest people in this country are rich white people, and they send their kids to the public private school, then they send them to places like Harvard. You know, those are the ones that are protesting against Israel. It's these spoiled rich white kids. Those are the wokest ones. And I think, would you agree, uh, awake? Oh, I totally agree. Um, yeah. And that's what, see, the most worthless professors that you'll find are like the prestigious effect, um, professors at these expensive four-year Ivy League colleges where they're making like heck of money, you know. Mm-hmm. So like, I think they're they do anything they mm-hmm. say they want. Yeah. Um, but I, see, I listen to talk show host Eric Erickson a lot, and um, I don't know if y'all are aware of him. He's based out of uh, Georgia, but he's slowly spreading nationwide. I think he's going to be the next Rush Limbaugh, but he's the one that talks about this stuff almost every day on his show. And so that's how I'm, I hear it. And sometimes I get it. It gets depressing sometimes when he talks about just how bad things are getting. Well, it is, Ryan. I myself, I do have severe depression, and I used to use movies and books and uh, television, even video games to escape. 
some of the ignorance that goes on in society, especially with this woke and cancel culture crap. But mm -hmm. now I can't even play a video game without them pushing their political agenda into a damn video game. Oh, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. That. You know, uh, Hart, I noticed that you, you're you into space and you like doing your telescope. I just recently got a game called Starfield that was supposed to be about going out into space and being like a, like a galactic hero or something. But instead, uh -huh. I've got quests that are telling me to get coffee for people and also break up a homosexual marital dispute. And I'm like, this is not a space game, ladies and gentlemen. This uh -huh. is ridiculous. Yep, it has gotten ridiculous, and I've been making uh, videos since uh, 2016, my brother, one video per month, and I've been exposing a lot of things in the videos, trying to tell people to not love anything from this world, yes. and s slowly leading them to the gospel, just as I was led there myself, and games are a big part of it. It's, they are a big part of the deception, because uh, Satan is uh, stealing their time, um, yes. from from discovering the truth and uh, the first video I made about games it's called uh, it's in 2016 playlist in my channel I will share in a second uh, right now I just came back and I'm I'm trying hard to focus the telescope and do some things but then I will share the channel the first one is called uh, part uh, M uh, fun and games and it shows the game Overwatch, which I have uh, closely followed uh, since. And it has since become uh, LGBTQ plus minus uh, divided by zero active. Uh, and, <laughs> <laughs> and they are turning children into uh, pagan worshippers. Um, Helios worshippers and homosexuals and I've told people that if you are taking part in games or uh, concerts right now uh, you are part of the ritual it's a ritual so I didn't know that even a Starfield game uh, would be in the agenda I mean like I thought that these kind of games would be about space but yeah, uh, it's very it's very serious. People have to realize this. And can you show that clip that you've shown us before, with all the with flags all over the place? I'll tell uh, you what, Stephen. I had some Mormons that knocked on the door recently, and they were telling me about how I get my own planet and everything. And I said, I'll tell you what, I'll pack up right now. Me and my family just make me a rocket, and I'm out of here. I just I cannot believe what has happened with this planet. You know, I, I want to make this clear, ladies and gentlemen, whenever I turn on the television, I look on Twitter and I see one of these pink haired people just screaming and going coherent, you know, just going straight up durable on you feral. I don't get mad at them because these people are clearly mentally ill. I get mad yeah. at the politicians who are manipulating them and using them to push yeah. their agenda, not the mentally ill people, Amen. but the, Amen. the politicians. Yeah. Amen. And, and, and always keep in mind that our ultimate enemy is not flesh and blood. Uh, he can deceive anyone. He deceived me for a very long time. And, you know, he can deceive anybody if they let him. So Amen. on that note, I'm going to head over to Smyrna, Georgia, to my friend's place. You all have a blessed night. 
You have a good one there, Ryan. All right, right brother Ryan. Glad Bye, Ryan. You. I love all y'all. I always. hope your car drinks the gas. Love you. <laughs> um, Stephen, I can't share exactly that video because I'm not on that computer right now, uh, but I can share uh, an edit I've done of it where I have overlaid... Uh, a stupid guy uh, which uh, who, who speaks against God uh, but it's the it's the same clip uh, but I'm having um, another problem that every 60 40 seconds I need to press this button here I will see if how I can manage uh, to do this that's fine that gives us enough time to say hi to Rex and say Rex your company has been missed sir and I hope you've been doing good. Same here, Rex. Glad to see you. You know, uh, Stephen, I don't know if you—I don't know if you know this, Stephen, but YouTube has recently uh, set it up to where people can go into their dashboard and give themselves a pronoun, but it's quite limited. You can either call yourself a his or a her or a he or a they or something, but they just wouldn't let me take sexy beast. I put that in three times; <laughs> it would not let me do it. If I get to identify as anything I want, then I should be able to do something that would, uh, you know, bring me some pleasure hearing people calling me that, you know. Pronouns don't really bother me. Um, I identify as a servant of Jesus Christ, but if people call me Stephen, that's cool too. So how long have you been if it's a sexy beast, Brett? Because I'll, I'll call you that. There you go. Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, man. Compliments like... Uh... Like pronouns are free. You might as well give them away, brother. Yeah, if they can't identify me as sexy beast, I'm going to have to get a bunch of friends together and we're going to go scream and yell in the street. That seems like that's really effective. Don't you think, Miss Woke? Yep, I was going to say that's oppression. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rex, since it's been so long since I've seen you, can you do it for us? Uh, facts don't care about your feelings. <laughs> There you go. Ben Shapiro, everybody. I was just going to say Ben Shapiro. <laughs> I don't know so, if you guys heard about what's going on with Ben Shapiro and Candace Owens, but apparently she said something disagreeable about the Israel thing. Ben Shapiro has been very, he's taken it very personal about what's going on with the whole Israel and Gaza thing. And, Oof, I hope that that can get straightened out because they make a good, a unique team. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize they were fighting about it. I, I hate that. I, I love Candace Owens and I love Ben Shapiro. Yeah, yeah. they actually, he, um, Ben Shapiro, there's a video recorded of him on Twitter where he's saying that she's, um, he's like, what her thoughts are disgusting or disgraceful or something like that. And all that happened was, I don't know if you watch her on a consistent basis, but she was talking to some Israel uh, comedian or something, and uh, she just said some things that she wishes the war would stop, and she feels for both sides. And why wouldn't somebody feel that way? You can support Israel, but not like the idea of civilians on either, either side, even children, getting killed. Nothing wrong with saying that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I understand him. It's, it's got to be a lot more personal for him. Not not only just being a Jew, but also um, having 
family there. He he goes to Israel a lot. You know, because there's a lot of people who um they don't come from a long line of Jewish people. They don't go to Israel. They don't, you know. Um, so for him, it's even more personal than maybe your typical uh, American Jew. But I hate to see it get in the way of um, of a friendship, especially if all she did was express sympathy for the other side. Because I think that you can have sympathy for the citizens there without having sympathy for Hamas. And I do realize that a lot of people who claim that they're just sympathizing with the Palestinians um, are actually also sympathizing with Hamas. But I don't believe that that's the case for everyone. You know, those, those Palestinian people, um, they're humans too. I think this is going to be a tough deal because Candace Owens, she's uh, highly educated and all that, but there's a difference between being highly educated and actually living in that type of position or having family and friends involved, yep. like you pointed out. So there's nothing you can really say to lessen the sting of your thoughts when talking to an actual person who's got family who could be slaughtered. You know what I mean? Yep, exactly. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I can share. Uh, let me unshare and share with audio. Who's the um, champion of intellect we're about to watch? Um, the, he, oh, this is, yeah, this is uh, only uh, an edit of mine and he just uh, almost finished uh, talking and uh, um, you're not going to get much of him uh, but of the problem he is exposing and has to do with Blizzard and I'm trying now to make this good enough. I need to have this I'm sorry for that, but this is the only way it can go. So let's check it. Then go check out the video on the baseball boycott being led by everything, anybody on the bench with big. Everything is. Uh, yeah, we free. can hear it. It's coming okay. Clear. No copyright issues here. Don't worry about it. Enough balls. The mauve hand. Shh. Fairy Godfather. This just to make my ass look big. Does this cuss a lot? In support of at trans equality. <laughs> learn more at this link. Yeah, learn more. What they really mean is buy our merch at this link. Because that's what this is all about. They're trying to get people to buy their merch. Now, they are apparently donating the net proceeds to the National Center for Transgender Equality. And I believe some people may say that they can deduct the proceeds off those sales from their taxes, at least up to a certain can you Can you pause it real quick? Yes. This is Blizzard Entertainment. This is the company that made World of Warcraft, right? Uh, yes. And oh, the, my the, God. And there's, and the, yeah, and there's something about that T-shirt that you just saw that I'm going to point out in this video in a, in a second. Uh, capital gains, but I'm not an accountant, so I'm not 100% sure about that. But potentially, that's what's really going on here. That aside, though, people are also giving the shirt backlash for two main reasons. One, saying that this whole thing, you know, Pride Month, Blizzard, trying to celebrate it and all that is really just deflection for the terrible things that have happened at that company in somewhat recent years. And two, they're also getting backlash for the design because the pink specifically highlights the letters L-I-A-R, which clearly spells the word liar. 
Beautiful. Hey, Achilles. Uh, yep. Brett has a condition where those loud beeps really yep. amplify to him. Uh, is it going to do that a lot? Wait a minute. Uh, are they coming through? Oh, yes, they're coming through because I'm sharing audio now. Oh, my God. Yeah, high frequency sounds hurt my ear. I've got a ruptured eardrum, so it does that. That's why okay. when people squeal on top, on top of their lungs in my rooms and stuff, they get the instant boot. I'm sorry, <laughs> Brett. I, I have to blame um, Chris. It's definitely her fault. And no, if she you. denies it, then it, it's Rex's fault. Thank you for letting me know. I just disabled the beep. But I have to keep my eye on the button now because I've been doing this all night and I hear the beep and then I click. You know what I'm saying? Awesome. Uh, Thank you. It's okay. Uh, let's let's uh, proceed. Overwatch 2 celebrates the first uh, Pride event that was uh, the June that passed. Welcome to Blizzard World. Five, four, three. Two, one. Attackers incoming. Defend objective A. You think that we'll corrupt your kids if our agenda goes unchecked? Funny, just this once, you're correct. We'll convert your children. Happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly, and you will barely notice it. I can't believe the song you have. All righty. Yeah, I see all the all the stuff put in there. I, I don't know if you realize this, Mr. Hart, uh, since you do videos on this topic, and Wilk says she's talked about this. Are you familiar with a group called or an organization called NAMBLA? Yeah, of course. And, uh, and, it, and it's been around since I was in the United States. I was there in 2005 and 2006 to seven, and people didn't want to believe it back then. Uh, but uh, everybody that doesn't know that, NAMBLA stands for National Association for Man and Boy Love of America. That's right. That's right. And they were founded, get this, Stephen, this will get to you, founded by atheists. They, If you go to the uh, Wikipedia or look up any of the profiles of the men who founded it, they were staunch atheists who put this together. So isn't it fascinating? I, I hate to do this, but the hypocrisy is just too much. I got to say something. These same type of people like to get on TV and on YouTube and talk about the problems with, let's say, the Catholic Church. But here they are going out and doing this. So you have to ask yourself, do they really care about the kids or anything that's happened? 
or is it just for a way for them to slap God in the face and also continue to harm children themselves? What do you think? I think if you just read one of their um, LGBT books for kids, you'll get the answer. And for those who don't know, they um, they put very graphic um, corn images. Just I say corn to uh, escape the uh, YouTube algorithm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, if uh, a father exposes that that uh, i've seen at least uh, 10 cases where people go to court about this and if they open the book uh in the court and they start saying what the book says uh they get thrown out of the court by cops mm-hmm. for um for uh speaking about things that shouldn't be said in courts so yep. when they're being th- thrown out of the courtroom, they are shouting, but you are allowed this for five-year-olds and seven-year-olds, but it's not allowed mm-hmm. to be in the courtroom. There's this um, one book in particular called Gender Queer, and the, and the photos in it are so bad that even if you black out the faces, um and you block out the private areas, Facebook will still automatically take down the photo. And there's, in, in this book, there it shows, now, mind you, it's cartoon, but that doesn't make it right. It Can shows cartoon. Try to remember to uh, use code talk? Uh, yes, yes. Um, it shows a uh, cartoon depiction of a child um, self-pleasuring. Cartoon depiction of two children who are having sexual relations. Um, one who is You're bad at code talk. <laughs> You're so bad at it. You're a mom. What's sexual. Sorry. Relations. Just a relation. I thought that was a code talk for anything. Huh? Adult friendships, uh, adult relationships, uh, forbidden fruit. There are okay, so, so many ways you could have gone. Just, uh, uh, avoid the S hug. word. Avoid the S word. Okay. What was that, Rex? I said I prefer to use special hug when I'm trying to get going. Yeah, special hug. I'll take special hug. Yeah, there you go. Well, there's a there's a a, a specific depiction of a special hug that in, involves um a certain contraption that actually I'm not even going to describe it because there's just really no way to. Let's just suffice to say, if you go into Google and you type in the the book gender Q U E E R. You're going to see some horrific photos, but honestly, you probably shouldn't even do that because I think it's wrong to eat. These, these cartoons are so graphic that I, I, it's, I don't even think it's right for adults to look at them. It's, it's very disturbing what they have in these books. And there is one case I, I remember uh, where a mother testified that uh, it was given as homework uh, to children when they go home today to play let me just say it that way okay and then come back and report if they enjoyed it let's all just remember to pray and remember that (laughs) this is a spiritual battle seriously it really is and pray for our kids um so uh we are in those times that you cannot even trust um the public S-C-H-O-L-L. Uh, you can't trust them. 
it's public. And if the uh, if the government wants to push this, uh, and they use uh, video game companies, they use uh, the music industry, uh, they use the government itself. Uh, right now, uh, why wouldn't they do it in schools? Uh, uh, right now in Greece, we have uh, somewhat of a two-party system, but we are pretending to be a multi-party system, but it has become the same with the United States. And the leader of the one party is uh, married to a man, and everybody voted for the other party. And when that party came up, uh, he brought uh, three uh, of his um, uh, members of the parliament that are married to the same uh, type. And he said that uh, I will uh, I will pass the law as uh, that being legal. So everybody expected that to happen from the other party, the left, and they voted right, and it happened from the right. So there's no escaping it. The only way to escape it is to realize that there will be a departing ship from here. We have a promise from God that if we get saved um, our household gets saved too it's in john so the best way and this is what i'm saying in that video that you watched i'm i'm telling people that it's your responsibility as a parent to protect your child from this it's not their responsibility it's Amen. your responsibility and and the responsibility is to stop um believing bull and actually figure out if God is real, who he is, and what he's telling you to do to be safe. And understand it's in like pretty much all children's programs, non-Christian children's programs. Uh, Blues Clues, Transformers. Everywhere. You know, I mean, it's, 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 everywhere. it's everywhere. My poor, my poor youngest. Now, mind you, this was a year, year and a half ago. So he's... You know, it, he don't watch it anymore, and he's no longer confused. But um, I let him watch Blue's Clues, and you can watch Blue's Clues for free on YouTube. And my kids are generally not allowed on YouTube, but I would go to the YouTube channel on our TV, and I would pull up the Blue's Clues where they have where they'll play free episodes. And um, I had heard something about there being some kind of LGBT propaganda in the newer episodes, and I thought, well, surely they're not going to play the brand new episodes. I was wrong. They did. Yep. <laughs> they totally did. And and my poor child was so so confused because this show that he loves so much told him that boys could be girls and vice versa. And so I had to explain to him, you know, we had already taught him previous to this that you can't believe what you see on TV and, and yada yada. And so, you know, we just had to remind him, you know, you can't believe what you see on TV. And he's like, but this, but they said that. And I was like, you know, and anyways, I, I I taught him the the truth, and uh, he's he his confusion didn't last for very long. But a lot of people. But you were forced. You you were forced to talk about this at this mm -hmm. age. It should yep. be a, it should be a mother's, It should be your choice when you choose to have that discussion with your child, not the mm -hmm. government. 
Exactly. And, you know, they they're bringing it into preschools and kindergartens. And it's crazy because just as I was making my own exit out of the LGBT community, as I started to realize that they were lying about all these things, um, people were like, oh, they're not going to try and teach it to preschoolers and kindergartners. That's that's crap. They're just trying to teach it to the teenagers and in, in their, you know, um, SCX education classes and 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 then like I, it, it was almost as if I blinked and then immediately they they changed their stance. And it was if you don't let us teach the preschoolers and kindergartners about this, you're a bigot. You're a murderer because they say that if you don't follow their ideology, it makes you a murderer because by not following the ideology, it contributes to the suicide rates and therefore you are a murderer. Hey, uh, Steve, can you make my picture big real quick? I want to see what you guys think of that. Somebody put that together recently. I think that's uh, that's going to make a good thumbnail. <laughs> All completely, right. completely true. Uh, let me also share something uh, because of what... Uh, uh, what what Crystal said that uh, people say that they wouldn't allow this uh, at specific uh, ages. Uh, I want to share something, but before I do, I need to uh, three more seconds. Two, one. Now I can share, and I gotta run this. Gotta run it quick. Share screen, share audio here, here. Where did it go? What? What? Here it is. So my name's Nick. I want to pay God as a princess. I'm here to shop you around and make all your selections for the day. Disneyland. So my name's Nick. I want to pay God as a princess. I'm here to shop you around and make all your selections for the day. Okay, this is we're talking here about the six six six. That's the the beast. That's anyway. Uh, I'm sharing. I just wanted you to see that it is also. In Disneyland, it's not like we're gonna wait oh, yeah. for them to grow up or anything like that. We want to corrupt them at a very young age. Mm -hmm. There was a whole network of teachers. So, um, uh, what was what was it called? A uh, Project Veritas, which is the uh, they've changed the name of it. Um, I forget what the new name is, but uh, what this organization formerly known as um, Project Veritas did these this undercover story and they had all this video footage of these teachers and principals who were in, in Florida, no less who admitted that they were running like an, like an underground operation where they were like slowly, but surely slipping um, covert LGBT positive messages in, and they were bragging about how they were doing this without um, notifying the parents and in ways that the parents would notice so that they wouldn't, you know, fight against it. And I, I mean, the, the, to the extent that these people are going to is absolutely insane. And then when you point out that it's being shoved in our faces, they like to just turn around and go, well, you guys shove Christianity in our faces. Not really. You're not even allowed to do anything Christian related in schools anymore. And in the few that you are allowed to, they put Satanist programs in them just as, because uh, I'm sorry, no one's putting Satanist programs in any schools for any real reason other than to upset Christians. 
I fully 100% believe that with all of my heart. <coughs> Excuse me. Agree. Is that the moon? Uh, oh, oh no, no. That's, that's your mouse. <laughs> he said um, that magically the moon disappeared for the next five days. Uh, it's coming up. Uh, it's going to be on a viewable position on the 23rd. We have days for that. And we also have rain between then uh, and now. And so I'm going to try to compensate for you. I'm going to keep the telescope uh, covered, but it's going to be out in the rain. Just so I saw my brother, the moon. No, don't do that. That makes I'll me do, feel bad. No, that's uh, an $8,000 telescope. You can't yeah, leave it out. Yeah but, yeah, but I have it stored because after realizing the truth um, that it's not on planets, uh, I actually have zero other use for it other than... Um, making our astronomy nights and talking about the glory of God. Uh, so if the rain is bad uh, and I see like red on the map, that it's going to be like a lot of rain with wind and stuff like that. Yeah, I'll pick it up. But if, if it's just, you know, just drops, I will do it again. Cover it up. So, okay. If it gets ruined, I want it to be on the record for everyone that I strongly, strongly <laughs> suggested that you bring it inside the house. Okay, it's on the record. Yep, November 15th. <laughs> I'm trying. <clears throat> I changed now uh, from Jupiter going to Uranus. And that takes a little bit of uh, trying to find it because it's very small. What we're doing, Rex, is uh, we're using the telescope to look for quote-unquote planets. And if we can't spot them, they don't exist. So far, the moon is out. It doesn't exist, but uh, Jupiter is there. I think he's so. only shown us uh, Jupiter and Uranus, so. Um, no, yesterday, yesterday, yesterday's show uh, had uh, four planets, uh, Saturn, uh, Uranus, Nep Neptune, and Jupiter. Okay, one of those looked like a little blurry dot. I hope you're not going <laughs> to count that. Yep, it is supposedly a planet. Well, um, what I'm uh, I'm saying in a video that I'm making now, which I have kind of posed, uh, the word uh, planet, they say, comes from the word uh, wanderer, because they they wander in the sky, and it's a Greek word. Um, that is not exactly the truth, and you know that the devil hides in the details. So if you look up the word, uh, it is plani, uh, which actually translates to deception. There is no other meaning for the word plani. So <clears throat> if you are deceived, then you are wandering. Okay, that is, that is a, uh, an outcome from the word, to wander away from the truth. But... Uh, it could also mean uh, you are the deceiver called planetis, planet, from the Greek word plane. So, not plane, uh, plani. So, this is how they're uh, playing uh, with uh, people. 
messing with us. Still trying to locate it. Uh, it's a bit hard because it's very vertical. So you can unshare the screen until I find it. I just wanted you to know that uh, I'm confident on what the word plani means. And from that word comes the word planet. Deceiver. That's rough. So, so I'm not, we're not saying that they're not there. They're there, but they're not visible. That's for sure. But that's uh, for an astronomical night discussion, not today. I just, okay, I won't discuss it too much, but I just think when you start saying sort of crazy stuff like that, it makes your like somewhat crazy stuff about God seem even more crazy. That's my free warning to you. It's all right, Brother X. Uh, but God um, speaks of another cosmology, not the one you have in mind that you have been taught in schools. And I kind of fall for that uh, cosmology. And that cosmology says uh, that the moon and the sun are going around me and not the other way around. So I know it sounds crazy, uh, but tell me one... Uh, one guy who was going against the narrative in the history of mankind that was not labeled crazy. And then also, uh, <laughs> and then also tell me one time, one, I just want you to tell me one time that your government told you the truth. One. I don't recall a time where the government told me anything useful, to be honest with you. So what are we what are we getting at exactly here, though? I, I'm sorry, I took an allergy pill and I'm a little bit uh, in the twilight zone at this point. But are we talking about a different rotation of the planets or something? Uh, that's for another show. Um, but yeah, I'm a flat earther. Ah, well, I've got some friends that are flat earthers. I don't fully agree with them, but I do find it very fascinating. All the love in the world on that. I have a, I have a debate on Sunday uh, with a friend of mine called Melodome concerning uh, the existence of God. So you might want to um, check that out. I'll check it out, but I need to point this out to you. Even though I'm not a flat earther, I'm also not a, a ball worshiper or a seer worshiper. I believe the earth is pizza-shaped. <laughs> it is. <laughs> no, it is. It is. This is, now, the, I mean, it is. Uh, this is the cosmology that I have, too. Uh, it's pizza-shaped, indeed. And if you try, if you go south, you will meet Antarctica wherever you go, and you will meet a big ice wall. And if you read our Bible, it says that the waters um, are encompassed, so they don't escape. I think it's in Psalm 104. Um, and this is the cosmology that uh, we are uh, describing. And it's observable with a lot of uh, different methods. One of them, um, we've been verifying uh, through using this telescope that if you are focused on the moon and you are you turn to a planet you don't need to refocus your telescope but if you do the math the planet mm -hmm. is uh, a thousand or two thousand times further away than the distance to the moon and lenses uh, are lenses it doesn't matter if your lens is very big or if it's very small it always works the same way 
So if you don't mind, because I, I got a friend who, uh, and you're going to like this woke, I've got a pagan friend who's galactic who believes in a, um, a flat earth. Um, do you believe that our earth is actually sitting on some kind of material or do you believe it's actually a flat platform that is out in space? There's a couple different questions I'd want to ask you because, believe it or not, not all flat earthers believe the same thing about. They all agree the earth is flat, but they have ideas. Some say that there's a huge ice wall around the earth. Some say that the sun and the moon is actually inside the earth. Where are you at on that, if you don't mind? And trust so, me, I'm not going to mock or goof on you and all that, even though we have different views. I am fascinated on why people think this way. Amen. Um, so what's underneath, I cannot tell you. But God is telling me that there are four pillars. And, and I am the footstool that he rests his legs. Um, but what's above us, is not space because people have this misconception they will not let go of space so if they don't let go of space being completely faked um, they don't understand how uh, a pizza shaped object can exist out there in space what the true flat earthers are saying is that uh, all that exists is creation and above it, there is a firmament. Slightly lower than a firmament, there are two objects, one made for the day and one made for the night. One issue you never addressed, though, Achilles. Mm -hmm. Adam and Eve thought that the earth was round. Oh, where did you pick that up? I think I'm, I'm, I'm related to them. I would know. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Stan would disagree with you on that one. He knows them better than you do. <laughs> you are you True. aware that uh, you are aware that there are scientists out there and this may surprise you as well Stephen but they do believe that there's some form of pillars but they're not able to be picked up in the uh, perception of the human eye they call them gravitational pillars that supposedly the earth sits upon like this they still go along with it rotating around the sun and all that, and the whole universe is real, trillions of planets thing, but they do believe that there's some form, they actually call it gravitational pillars. Isn't that neat? That's interesting. I totally, totally blame Awake. And if it's not her fault, it's Rex's fault. It's me. I did it. I'll take the blame. <laughs> it's somebody's fault for sure. So my friend Vaughn, he believes that the universe is more of a, an illusion, like a hologram or something. What is your view of the universe? Because you speak of it as we're seeing something that's not truly right. Um, we are seeing a firmament that has um, beautiful things on it. And if you observe those beautiful things, you realize just what God told us in the book of Job, uh, in other books, that uh, we have uh, a big difference between ourselves and God. This is, this is the first heaven. No, the first heaven is uh, where the birds uh, fly and up to where the, the airplanes can go. And anything above that is faked from NASA and from all these uh, institutions that are trying to hide that truth. 
we know that because somewhere in uh, 1950, uh, both the United States and, uh, and Russia started uh, throwing uh, nuclear warheads uh, on the sky. And I wouldn't mind that because they were uh what i thought at the time when they when i first heard that i wasn't uh, of this cosmology back then uh was the fact that there were um there was a treaty uh not allowing nukes on the earth and that's why they were throwing them on the sky but the names that they gave to the operations were very weird uh, the United States called it Operation Fistball, and the other one called it Operation High Jump. So what I realized 20 years later is that what they were trying to do, they realized we can't go anywhere, and they were trying to break it. They were trying to break the firmament. So when they realized they can't, a treaty got signed, that doesn't allow anyone to go to Antarctica because we are protecting the animals of Antarctica. But if we meet any of those animals on the north side of the earth, we kill the crap out of them. But on the south part of the earth, we protect the penguins and we protect the, uh, the seals because they are like sacred. So it's like 50 countries uh, that are sending army in, in the Antarctic, and if you try to go there, you will get arrested or killed. And we have people who got killed because they insisted. So that agreement for the, the past 70 years has not been broken by a single nation. And there is no other agreement on the earth that has lasted so much. So my but didn't, belief, but didn't God, in a sense, actually uh, crack open the firmament whenever He did the flood, as well as the water coming from the the inner yes. parts of the earth? Yes, but that uh, is uh, an an assumption of others than that. Then He didn't close it again, like it broke and it got away completely. That is an assumption. Uh, what God is saying is that He opened the um, like the stories. He's not saying that he closed them, but this is what I suppose, that it opened up and then it closed. We can't get out, and this is terribly important because when the aliens come, people need to realize where are they coming from. If I can't go out, then they can't come in. See, that's the problem my friend Von Helton has. As he does believe in a flat earth, and he does believe there's a physical barrier around the planet, and he believes that Antarctica forms a belt around it. His other issue, though, is he's really into aliens and the Green Martians thing. Mm. And I told him, I said, my friend, how do you, you get can't your... have both? You can't yeah, have you both. Gotta make, you got to make a compromise <laughs> there, I tell him. And he's like, well, they can warp in. And I'm like, so there is some kind of universe on the outside. He can't. You seem like you're a lot more articulate with what you're talking about. My buddy, Vaughn, he needs some work. I'll introduce you to him sometime. I'll be, I'll be glad. And uh, my, uh, my understanding of all this is that God has never lied to me. And it's my responsibility to understand the things that I don't understand. It's not his job to explain them. Uh, it's my job to understand them. 
And you don't think told, God likes you? You said, "Oh no, uh, he never lied to me about anything." Oh, mm. I thought you said he didn't like you, and I'm like, no. "Damn, that sucks." Go ahead. <laughs> um, so um, here, here comes uh, why this this to me is of ter uh, terrific importance. He is telling us in the Book of Revelation nine eleven uh, the name of the enemy. And he says in the Greek, his name is Apollyon. So if you deduct the Y, what remains is the name Apollon. Apollon, what you know as Apollo, which in, in the English case, you have to deduct two letters. But in the Greek, you don't have to deduct the second letter. It's just that Y. If you remove the Y, it's exactly the same name with exactly the same letters. So Apollo was a sun god, and his other name is Baal. And I have a lot of warnings from the same book about a specific deity called Baal. And Brother even the Achilles, mm -hmm. uh, two things. One, your name still says AFK Sec. And two, oh, uh, Rex has an uh, interjection, if you don't mind. Yeah, I'd be speaking, uh, but my internet's really messed up. All I was saying is that you're, the treaty, you're just absolutely wrong. It says nothing about what individuals can do in Antarctica. And the oldest current um, treaty is from the 1300s. It's called the Anglo-Portuguese Alliance, and it's still in effect. So neither of those things you said are correct. Hey, well, Stephen, okay. can you make my screen big real quick? Woke may want to see this. This will probably surprise her. Do you see it? Oh, my banner's in the way. Oh, it's only covering a link. Do you see that? Yes, we do. Yes, I see it. I don't. I don't I'm, uh, I'm uh oh. Man, I hate that they're fighting. That's. It's I don't even understand. Isn't it woke? Because people need to be able to see conservatives working together against us. Mm -hmm over odds nonsense that's going on with liberals. And it's sad to see this. These two are intellectuals and they're just killing it. We can get back to what you're talking about there, Mr. Hart. I apologize. I just thought that Woke may want to see that. They shouldn't, be, they shouldn't be uh, they shouldn't be digging it out online like that in the public, personally, in my opinion. I don't know why they if didn't take it fight, in the private. You know, stage. <laughs> I don't even know what it was. I will check it out uh, later when I watch. I will watch it again so I see what what it was because I can't. I'm trying to show you Uranus, but there were problems, and I don't want to spend any time talking about why. Uh, let's continue. Um, so you said I've actually got to um, jump off of here. Yeah, it's time for my class. So um, it was great speaking with y'all. Always and I'll see you all next time. Uh, Brett, it was nice officially meeting you, hon. I hope to see you um, on a future show. I hope to be able to talk to you again. It was a pleasure. You had a very interesting story, and I'd like to learn more about your good times. Thank you. God bless everyone. God bless you, dear. God bless, sister. So... Uh, I believe if, that what if you is, don't what, mind, I, I'd like to ask you a question. Uh, another one, I'll probably end up with a few of them after it's all said and done. But in Isaiah 40 22, in the New American Standard Bible, it says, Is it he who sits above the circle of the earth? 
Now, mm-hmm. above is usually a word that describes height, that you're sitting above something. Now, it appears to me when I look at a lot of the Bible that even in the book of Job, it describes the earth as being round in some way and having a top to it. Are, do you think it's speaking of God sitting on the top of the firmament? Uh, well, I, no, not something I can answer. I can't answer. Uh, what I can tell you out of this is that uh, a circle is what uh, most uh, flat earthers believe in as well. And it, get, it gets verified uh, by the Bible every time the shape is mentioned. Yeah, but uh, you, you understand the issue. If it's flat, let's say it's like a Frisbee or something like that, you can't say, oh, he's sitting on the top of the Frisbee. That, that wouldn't make any sense. Top would mean that there's some kind of height to it that he would a be dome. sitting on. A dome. Yeah. Con- consider it like a dome. And the the sky below the dome is the first heaven. The sky above the dome is the second heaven where the stars are. And the sky above that is the throne of God. So you believe that there's like uh, dimensions to this, there's layers three, to the three, th- three heavens, three heavens. One of them is where we can reach. The other one is where the stars are. And the third one is uh, God's place. We can't make it there without God's permission. Okay, that, that makes sense. If we were if we were to presuppose that the earth is flat, what would you say if you had to guess? Because I know you're not going to be able to give me the full ruler estimate on this, but how thick is the earth in its flatness? Mm, I know that we've uh, digged as far as um, seven kilometers. Ne- uh, ha- we've never reached uh, uh, greater depths than that. So I do not know. I know what they've said. Maybe they've reached uh, deeper. I don't know. Uh, but uh, let me let me get back to why I think this matters greatly. Before right. we move on, I think Rex had something to say too. Stephen, if you don't mind, as pretty as my face is, you can go ahead and put everybody else up on the screen. Thank you, sir. You are welcome. Go ahead, Rex. What you got for us there, son? Uh, hold on, I'm, I'm talking to my partner. I'll be away for a second. Ooh, okay. goodness gracious! Um, so uh, the uh, the King James uh, has added the word language to the verse that I mentioned, but it doesn't exist in the in the original uh, text. It doesn't exist. So if you are looking for to try to decipher a name using language, uh, then that is um, that creates uh, many different theories of what the name Apollyon could mean. But if you deduct the word that it didn't exist in the text in the original text, uh, when the text says, the i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm just uh now i'm going to uranus 
Well, while you're while you're thinking that over, there is something I have to ask you about because obviously, if we're living in a, a globe type of thing with a physical barrier, we're not going to get our aliens that Von Helton loves. But there's also the other question of how do we explain the craters on our planet and the meteorite hits that we've taken? Where is this coming from? Is this the material from the shielding that's coming down? Because I mean, what you're suggesting is that. We never went to the moon. We'd never actually have traveled out in the universe at all. There's no rovers on Mars. And on top of that, nothing has ever got in here except for obviously God and his heavenly kingdom. And Satan. Completely agree with everything you just said. Yes, everything is faked. Uh, there are no Mars rovers. Everything is faked. And when it comes to the craters, nobody has ever seen a crater form. Uh, from uh, a meteorite falling on the Earth. What we know is that there are some holes on the Earth that are big. These holes could be part of the opening up uh, where the waters came out, because we take it for granted that it was Mariana's uh, trench, but uh, it could be more than that. So when a meteorite... What else could it be, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah, I will tell you this. Uh, if a meteorite hits the Earth, it doesn't make, it shouldn't make a complete circle. There should be scattered pieces of Earth uh, diag diagonally, like it hits it from an angle. It doesn't just come at 90 degrees. So we, have, we haven't seen a single one of those. What we know is that there are some very big holes and they are telling us that they happened from meteorites. So... A, we've never observed it. B, um, it shouldn't look that, like that. So the, there have been experiments about this um, where they uh, shoot a bullet on, on the ground and what splatters leaves a completely different uh, signature. Not the exact holes that we see that exist. So what are they exactly? My closest guess uh, is uh, where the waters came from. <clears throat> so, uh, and then after the waters uh, left, uh, a lot of material was dragged into them and they're closed up. Now, I want to go back to this because I think this is why it matters so much. Um, if you deduct that word that the King James has added and you look at the name, not linguistically, uh, the verse says in the Greek, his name is that. So if you go at that time in the Greek mythology, there was a sun god who was dragging the sun with his chariot. That reminds me of the name uh, Lightbringer. He was a murderous god. He would kill just for fun. That reminds me of the verse that says he was a murderer from the beginning. And after I've realized this, I have exposed his face 
on every single show that happens on TV, they always have a statue of him. It's the other name for Satan. His name is Apollo. He considers himself Greek and badass. He was uh, the, uh, uh, the god of music, and we know who runs the music industry today. He was considered the god of light, of inspiration, of poetry. And I didn't know all this uh, back in five years ago. I did not. But I have two mythology books, and one of them has Zeus on the cover. And part B of that book, I expected it to have Hera, which is his wife. But when I picked up those books from my library, I realized that the second book doesn't have his wife as a cover. He has Apollo. So slowly reading and learning, even I as a Greek. So imagine how hard it is for you to realize what I'm saying. But even I as a Greek didn't know all this. Uh, I realized that the, he's uh, a, a, one of the highest uh, respected gods. So he, he's not just one of the 12 gods. He's like uh, the god. So after realizing all that and started looking at things with different eyes, I realized that there are two moon missions. One of them was called Apollo. And the other one that begins now is called Artemis, which is his twin sister. The wolf goddess. Uh, the moon goddess. What, uh, what uh, Crystal uh, told us, um, she was worshipping Diana. It's the same. That's, that's her other name. Diana is her other name. And she's Inanna in uh, the Babylon times. Uh, not Babylon, uh, Sumeria. So, so yes, let me just conclude. Because that was the, a really long statement, though. Like, I, really I, long. I know, bro I know brother. So I know, I know, brother. Wait a minute, Rex. Yeah, I, I don't uh, know the reason how any of this has to do with the flat earth, to be honest. Exactly, but, but... exactly, exactly. So, the reason why this matters is because I believe they turned us all into sun worshippers by believing it is us going around the sun and not the other way around, just as the Bible describes. And I will put a semicolon here, allow you to anyone who wants to speak. So I'll, right. I'll try to something real quick, Brad, and I'll let you go. So I, I don't see how your ultimate conclusion follows. So maybe like in the time of Copernicus, when they were first discovering that the, the earth went around the sun, maybe then it would put the sun sort of at the center of the universe. But now our sun is sort of completely unimportant in the grand scale of the cosmic world. Uh, we we roll down, you know, we're going around the center of a black hole. It's just uh, it's just not important at all. So I, I don't think anyone's worshiping the sun. It doesn't doesn't really hold water. That's yes, an interesting but... point, Rex. And I was going to point out too to make sure that we're we're on topic. Uh, Andrew, uh, are you still there? Because I want to make sure that uh, you're able to establish. Yes, I am here. Because you gifted in the Bible, so I know you know what I'm talking about. Um, Heart of Flesh, surely you've heard of Wormwood as well as the story in the book of Joshua, the same book you mentioned about the sun. Yes. Are you familiar that later on in the story, it actually says that it rained rocks from the sky? The mm -hmm. uh, people of the Bible actually historically wrote 
that they seen gigantic rocks come out of the sky, which obviously, uh, and they were aflame. So this would be what is described as meteorites and our, our comets that are hitting the earth. So even if I were to say the government's full of shit, which I'm on the same page with you on that, even if I were to presuppose the earth was flat, still the Bible itself historically says that comets hit. And if you look in Revelation under Wormwood, it actually says that there's going to be another occasion where the earth is going to be just, <laughs> well, you guys know the story. So what do you think of that, Andrew? Or do you interpret Wormwood as something different? Uh, Andrew, by Andrew, you mean me? I'm not Andrew. Well, both uh, of you. I want to hear what you all think. You know, I, I personally think that's exactly what it's referring to. Okay, I didn't get that. So, <clears throat> Andrew, Stephen, you're not Andrew. Stephen Andrew. That's my name. Oh, okay. He would have okay. put sexy beast, but it wouldn't let him end it. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, so, uh, go, uh, Andrew, if you want to say something. You go ahead. So, if you look up the word uh, wormwood, you will see that there is a plant that is called wormwood. And the other name for that plant is artemision. Artemision comes from the word Artemis. Artemis is the twin sister of Apollo. Now, there are other verses that say that the stars are going to fall on the earth. According to the planetary system, if one of those stars fell on the earth, we would be evaporated. But according to my cosmology, yes, if God decides, uh, even stars can fall on the earth. And I know the verse you're saying, uh, it says that it will turn the waters uh, to undrinkable. And uh, uh, absinthe, the other name for Artemision, that plant, uh, is a very bitter plant, close to poison. Oh, I, I wouldn't disagree with you at all that there's probably a lot of different interpretations. But unfortunately, Mr. Heart of Flesh, the Bible describes this as a property that is coming from outer space that is hitting the earth and killing a whole lot of people. Now, if you want to tell me there's a flying plant out there that's kicking everybody's ass, I'm all ears, brother. No, I'm just saying uh, that... Um... Uh, if something, it doesn't say it will come from outer space. It says, I saw a big star named uh, Wormwood falling in the waters. Now, that uh, could be an angel, a fallen angel. doesn't say it's going to be uh, what we consider the stars to be. And I will remind you that it is us that named the star Wormwood. Okay, so now remember, not, this is not the Bible. In no way am I trying to be mean or hateful. I love you. You're a good guy. No, I love that. our discussion. I love our discussion. You're very. Okay, I, 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 I would ask another question, Brett. I, what do you I, mean just, it was us just, who, who named it Wormwood? Just, just real it was, quick. Just real quick. Wait, wait, In Revelation sixteen twenty one, it says it rained like big stones fell from the sky on men. Each stone weighed about it. 
gives an estimate in the American standard. I'm not sure it does that in the King James, but it says that it rained rocks on these people and actually crushed them and caused them to suffer. Do you see? It's obviously not describing a plant. Hey, it's Mr. Stump in the Earth. I hope our old friend comes in and hangs out. He's good people. Hopefully he doesn't get me another strike on my account. I'm just kidding with you. Yeah, I think we were both just attacking different points there, but uh, when you're answering, can you also chime in on what do you mean we made up the name Wormwood? I can't change screens, but uh, I'm certain that it was the name given by the author, John. Um, uh, we, as a civilization, named that specific star up there uh, Wormwood, but John is saying that I saw a star fall uh, on the Earth named Wormwood. So what we have accomplished that way is that we took... Uh, one star, and we immediately said that it's that star that's going to fall. It's us. It's our civilization that named that star. Oh, I agree uh, with you there. I get what you're saying. But I, I don't think anyone thinks from a biblical standpoint that the star humans named Wormwood is the star Wormwood that the book of Revelation is talking about. Amen. I agree there. Because if that star falls on the earth, goodbye the whole earth. Like, it's not going to be just the waters, right? It's huge. Correct. It's if any, any size star fell on the earth it would there be no earth okay so according to the cosmology that i have um all of them can fall and the earth would still be because they are tiny little dots i don't know what they are they could be angels they could be fallen angels i don't know what they are um but um responding to they are not the sons that they are telling me that they are that's what i believe and it's an it's in it is an estimated guess uh, i'm sorry it's an educated guess because first off we haven't been able to zoom in one of them once ever they're always dots but they are telling us that they can measure them and on the previous astronomical night that we did i exposed uh what the problem with this measurement is and it's too big to ignore and people don't look into it uh, you can check it out there. It's at the end of the stream because it's a long stream. Um, Is it your problem with parallax? Uh, yeah, completely. It doesn't work. The okay, method yeah, does, doesn't work. I've heard you talk about that before. Uh, before you go off on that, though, could you answer Brett's question? Because I got you distracted. Um, yes, my answer uh, is... Uh... I'm not sure. Of, I don't remember the question now, so I did the second ago. We were uh, just to review you on it because I know we're all over the place and me and Rex were getting all over you on these different topics. It's all right. Correct. It's all right. Don't feel bad. So it's good. The, the Bible tells us that these rocks basically. Oh, yes. Yes. They yes. end up smashing people, killing people, so, causing people to suffer. People suffer so bad, it says in the Bible, that they will be angry at God and say, God, why is this happening to us and all this? So it's it's obviously at this point, I think we've established, we're not talking about a plant. Something is coming from above, and it's smashing the piss out of people. Go ahead. So, so uh, a couple of years ago, because I've been making one, one, one video per month, and the things that happen that prove the Bible, I add them in my videos. So I'm not sure exactly uh, how long ago it was. Uh, the hail not only was as big as a stone, like it, uh, it was bigger than our heads. Uh, it was uh, somewhere uh, in India, I think it was, but it was rocks. Nobody can understand 
nobody can explain it. It was not white, it was black, it was stones, it was big stones, and they kept falling on cars and immediately breaking the cars, uh, like the roofs. Uh, people started running, they were going into houses. So this, those were rocks. What are rocks doing in the cloud and they are coming down with the rain? And the verse, the verse says um, that um, blood and and uh, and uh, and mud, I think, will be mingled and fall down on the earth. Now, where does blood fit in with the rest of the the solar system? But there was a rain of rocks, and I will go back to my videos to see where it was and which date it was. I think it was a couple of years uh, earlier. We have never seen this in the history of mankind. I'm talking about rocks twice ahead, falling on cars and breaking the cars, and it is on video. Well, yeah, there is video footage on YouTube. There was an incident just about a, a less than a decade ago where uh, some in Russia where some people were driving on the highway and they actually seen a meteorite come out. It was a small one, obviously, or Russia wouldn't be here right now, but it hit so damn hard and caused so much vibration it busted the windows of a bunch of buildings. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. That was humongous. humongous. I, posted both, I posted both of those, and what you're talking about is the Chambliski meteorite in 19, 19, or 2017. But what yeah, I wanted to bring up huge. when you were talking about we not seeing a meteor impact and knowing what it looks like, well, that's also wrong because the Tenzuski event in 1903, I think, uh, left a, a large crater that was exactly as we expected. But we haven't seen that. Uh, you're talking about the thing that happened in Siberia. Uh, all we saw from that is the trees that are uh, 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 have fallen down in, a, uh, in the form of a circle in a whole forest. But there is no crater. People have looked, they have digged, but they cannot find it. I remember that. I've seen a documentary about it. I've seen the trees, how they were fallen, uh, but there was no crater. Okay, well, just no, Wikipedia disagrees it, it, with you. Uh, no, no, supposedly it uh, exploded on the air because there is no crater. People, um, people uh, started digging to, to try to find it, and they didn't. So coincidentally, yesterday uh, we were doing an astro the astronomical night, and I saw a meteorite, one of the biggest meteorites I've seen, and it was uh, completely horizontal to my eye level, before the mountain that exists uh, at the end of my horizon. So I said, "Wow! I just saw a meteorite," and then after the stream ended. I thought to myself, wait a minute, shouldn't that start burning further up? Why did I see it burn only when it made the mountain? So here is another proof uh, that things are not as we are told. If you go out when they are uh, meteor showers, the Leonides, I think, is the next one that we have right now which is gonna be in December, uh, you will see that there is a streak in the sky that starts from the right side of your eye all the way to the left side of your eye 
in one split second. Maybe you... that was that plane we lost in the Mediterranean, Achilles. Is that hip hop? Yes, that is me. How's uh, my oh, how's my how's my my new speaker? Hello, my new brother. microphone. Hello, my brother. A little, it sounds good. a little shaky, unfortunately. Hip hop. Maybe oh you... Lord, not that. <laughs> it's better. That. It's better than the previous one. It's better. Yeah, it's, uh, like, uh, it's like hey, yeah, it's doing that I'm, kind of thing to you, sir. I, I, I'm so focused on the discussion that I parked the telescope and I'm just walking uh, on my balcony. So I'm not even looking at the monitor to see who comes in, who comes out, nothing. So I'm just letting you know. Well, obviously, a lot of people are probably going to ask you this, and you've probably been asked this a hundred times. I know most flat earthers do this. What do you think the motivation is? I mean, obviously, we could probably claim there's some kind of profit in all these scientists who claim to be studying cosmology and the universe and planets and all this other crap. What do you think the motivation is to completely manipulate the entire human race and uh, believing that the Earth is not flat, but all this other stuff is going on? Hide God. Your what hurts? I'm sorry. It's just two words. Hide God. If you knew you are created in a place that you cannot get out and it has limits, then it makes perfect sense that somebody made it. But if you create a whole theory that goes all the way back to creation from a big bang all the way to an individual uh, removing the aspect of God, you need balls to support that. And we are full of balls right now. Um, we're supposedly on a ball. Uh, there are balls above us. Um, and um, it's all about hiding God and bring up the end deception. Uh, as I've said uh, in uh, previous streams that we've done, I see, the, I see this world as a, as a, a two-road street. One of them is the verse. Hart, if you don't mind, I actually have done a couple videos about this. Mm -hmm. Are you aware that over 90% of scientists, any that have ever revolutionized the world or are created an invention that really impacted humanity, over 90% throughout humanity have been theists every single time. They've been God believers. Even Charles Darwin himself believed that evolution was a guided process. So if that's the case, why would Christians lie to other Christians about the shape of the earth for because uh, if you look at the particulars, because the, this, uh, the devil uh, hides in the details, uh, Darwin uh, started as a theist, <clears throat> and he hated uh, God, and he made a book. After having completed his studies, he made a book uh, to, to, ex to explain everything without the existence of God and he wasn't alone in doing that because he got he went into that uh, into that uh, ship that he took him to the Galapagos Islands uh, holding a book by uh, Carl uh, Lyle uh, he Lyle was a lawyer and a godhead You guys still there? It suddenly did something funny. 
I'm here. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm, yeah, I heard it too. It sort of went away for a second. Yeah, I've, oh, I've heard no. that. I've heard that uh, Darwin uh, later on allegedly hated God or whatever. In his autobiography, as well as a book called The Descent of Man, which atheists claim to have actually read but apparently haven't, he says that evolution is not possible without a guiding force. Uh, he believed that there was a higher power that was controlling the process of evolution and life itself. So, I don't know, man. I, I, I would have to see your information that you're talking about because that's not how uh, Darwin comes off in his last book before dying. I agree, too. It's just such a grand deception. And there are so many smart Christians out there who just look at the world for how it is and want to figure out how God is doing things. And they just wouldn't be deceived, at least not willingly. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't understand the logic, Mr. Steven, and I hope that I'm not coming off a of jackass on this, but the fact that we do have a universe and there are worlds and all that, I look in awe and splendor of God's creation throughout the universe. It doesn't, when I look at the universe, I think, how could it be possible that all this could exist without God? So it doesn't change my view of God being existing, whether we're sitting on a damn Petri dish or if we're in an entire universe. Does that make sense? I, I just don't get it. I frankly just don't care. I have no dog in the fight because I don't care about the shape of the earth. Rex, well, I'm guessing you disagree with the shape love you. Of That's what's important. <laughs> I, I, dis I, love I disagree. Too, yeah, I do disagree, but I also find it, and not to be mean to you here, but it, not quite, I find it, uh, <laughs> young earth creationism is a little more defensible than flat earth, but not much. And uh, I'm old too. Let me just go to, to preacher, uh, preacher me for a moment. I would have thought to my congregation, I, and this is really what gets me about all these conversations, is, you know, I'd say, brothers, what, what is the point? What are we doing here? What has God called us to do? We're to reach out to the lost. We're to touch them. They're to let us see Christ through us so that they might come to know salvation. Brothers, what does this do? What is the shape of the earth? What is the age of the earth? Oh, it hurts I can, our cause. I, I can respond Welcome back to, to your heart of flesh. I was <clears> concerned <throat> that a rock may have come out of the sky and hit you. I'm glad you're back. Amen. Well, well, it was something similar because this computer has never thrown a blue screen of death on me. Like I did, I, I don't even know what happened. Blue screen of death completely. So Satan didn't want you to get out the message. That's what oh, it was. Oh, I know, but you're not believing me. I mean, you know, I'm just saying uh, he he's real. And uh, when it comes to truth, he doesn't want it out. And immediately after I left, Rex discusses after uh, 100 shows that we are discussing how to get saved and we are sharing our experiences with people and we have uh, 300 more subscribers within two months he now says that this is a discussion that takes us away from that well i do believe that we can have once per 100 streams a discussion about the shape why not no i don't agree about disagree about discussing anything go ahead discuss to your heart's content but very naughty right very naughty this doesn't seem like a discussion to you this seems like a hard-held uh dogmatic belief that you you hold to very firmly well i actually see it as an interview and i'm very glad for it but uh i don't mind even if it stops this is my view and i'm sharing it with people because i wasn't here 
five years ago. But now that I have arrived, I realize why this is happening. But I guess uh, my question, Hart, is if you were to meet a person on the street and you thought, you know, this person needs to hear about God, this would not be the kind of thing you would talk about, right? You would, there would be lots of other things you would go to to try to, uh, to convince them of the truth of the gospel, correct? It depends. And I will give you an example. This is what saved me when I scientifically looked into the evidence and I realized what the true shape is. This is where I personally said, with that scientific mind that believed in universes and uh, billions of uh, possible civilizations out there, if you had proven to me that the earth is flat before I discovered it myself, you would have brought me to God. But God allowed it to happen on my own. So it depends. There are people who need this to be saved. There are others who need something different to be saved. Is it good to be saved by deception? If you consider it deception, does it make a deception? No, I don't, I'm not saying that you're deceiving anyone. I'm just saying in general, period. Is it good to be saved by deception? There is no saved by deception. You can only be liberated by the truth. So if I were to tell, so as you know, I'm a psychopath. So I often, when I was a preacher, I would go up there and I would preach these messages and I would lead, I led many, many people to Christ, but I was lying to them because I had no relationship with Christ. So was that a good thing? Um, you were not lying to them. Uh, you were lying only to yourself. You were telling them the truth, but it's you that didn't believe in it. So you weren't deceiving them. If you brought anyone to the truth, uh, you did, you did good. So that's rough. Goodness gracious. I like that heart of flesh. Good stuff. Um, that was very well said, uh, Achilles very well said. So one thing I would go to, uh, if my computer didn't blue screen, I, I, I'm not sure if I finished with, uh, if you heard about Carlisle and how it's him that influenced, uh, Darwin. Did you get that? Or well, that's I... where we were finishing off on the Darwin thing. I didn't hear anything beyond that. You, what the last words you said was, well, Darwin in the end, he had some hatred or something like that. Go ahead. Um, when he left for the Galapagos islands, he took one book with him other than the Bible because he had just graduated from a Bible college and he took one book with him, uh, which was Carl Lyle's, uh, book on geology. Uh, if you look up uh, Kyle, uh, Lyle, I call him liar, and that confuses me every time, um, you will see that he was not a geologist, he was an, a lawyer. And the lawyer wrote a book on geology. The other attribute that he had was that he was a God-hater. So Darwin was just one more man who lost his faith by reading a book of an atheist and when he was on the galapagos islands just as you get influenced by a book that you read and you look up and you start seeing the world with new eyes from the book he started seeing the world with new eyes and he helped create a theory of how things could have evolved without the existence of god um <clears throat> what uh what I would want to focus now more is on the other question of why. And I want to describe the, the worldview that I see, which is uh, John uh, 14, 6, 
uh, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And the other way is John 8, 44. Satan is the father of lies. He's not, he's not just the lie. He's the father of lies. So if you are going towards the truth and you pick up lies on your way, you're not going to make it to the truth. But if you discover truths, you can never go to the lie. It is two opposing roads and the blocks that you use uh, determine where you're going. So if, if the earth is flat and you discover it, uh, why does it take you away from God? It completely verifies the Bible. In the book of Genesis, we know that uh, the earth was created on the second day. The plants were created on the, th uh, on the third day. And then the sun was created on the fourth day. According to the cosmology that takes people away from God, this is not possible. You can have the earth out there without the sun and then create the sun and start the earth spinning around it. You can either have it all together or not at all. If you uh, don't mind, Heart of Flesh, Stephen, would you be able to make my screen big? This is uh, one of the last quotes of Darwin before he passed. I'd like to show you this because I don't know where you got your information. I Would you like me to read it, Stephen, or would you like to? You've got a great voice if you want to. Where's you sound Tom? much better than me. Where is Thump when you need him? All okay. right. Here we go. Another source of conviction. This is Charles Darwin, ladies and gentlemen. Another source of conviction in the existence of God connected with the reason and not with the feelings impresses me as having much more weight. This follows from the extreme difficulty or rather impossibility of conceiving this immense and wonderful universe, including man with this capacity of looking far backwards and far into futurity as a result of blind chance or necessity when thus reflecting i feel compelled to look to a first cause having an intelligent mind in some degree analogous to that of man i deserve to be called a theist that's in his autobiography let me do something before you take it out um um what happened Oh, uh, oh! You put it. Sorry, a, Stephen's doing ring around the rosy right I, now. I, I, I am doing it because I'm trying. Uh, because I was trying to get your name out of there to read where it comes from. Because at the end he says, as quoted in his autobiography, because is this quote coming from the book that changed the world, which is uh, the evolution of the species, or is it written later? Well, there's, it's in his autobiography, and also if you read a book called The Descent of Man, he also has even more quotes where he says that evolution is a process of a higher power. He believes that a mind has guided the process. Now, Brett, I hate to agree with Achilles, but may I read the next quote in that, um, uh, the, I mean, the next paragraph that follows what you just read? Sure, if you want to. This conclusion was strong in my mind about that time, as far as I remember, when I wrote The Origin of Species. And since that time, I have very gradually, with many fluctuations, become weaker. But then arises the doubt, can the mind of man, which has, as fully believed, been developed from a mind as low, that was possessed by a lowest animal, be trusted when it draws on such grand conclusions? May not uh, these be the results of connections between cause and effect, which strike us as necessary, but one, but um, 
but probably depends merely on inherent experiences. Nor must we overlook the probability that constant inclusion and belief in God in the minds of children producing so strong or perhaps an inherent effect on their brains, not yet fully developed, that we find it difficult for them to throw off their belief in God, and so far as a monkey is thrown off its instructions to fear and hate of a snake. So he goes on immediately to say that Ooh. he's conceit he, he doesn't believe in God, or that he gradually stopped believing in God, and that he threw that off like a monkey throws off, but he had trouble, like a monkey has trouble throwing off its fear of snakes. Thank you very Ooh, much for wow. this, Rex. Um, I just hate quote mining. Sorry, dude. <laughs> he didn't do it on purpose, but do you see how it happens? Uh, if you no, don't it happens. Know... Lots, lots of people do it because they just go around and people don't read the rest of the sentence. And I'm sure if you start quoting flatter stuff, I will uh, read the next paragraph to disprove you. <laughs> Amen. It's one of the laws. Amen. 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 No, um, we have to do this. Uh, we have to not not rely on one statement, but understand the whole concept. And the reason he said that statement is to con to continue it and say why now he became an atheist. But in Brett's defense, when he was writing the book, he clearly believed in God and he thought that the process was driven by God. So either belief uh, is compatible with theory of evolution. No, well, he admitted that uh, it's the book uh, that he brought with him uh, that changed his life, uh, Kyle's book on geology. And uh, even Kyle was uh, influenced from another atheist. Uh, so the whole story goes back to sun worshippers like Copernicus, that if you Google his uh, name and you bring up the first picture that you get, you will see him holding a rod with the sun on it. Can we just, I'm, I'm not saying you're wrong, Rex, at all, and I appreciate that you both are in support of what's going on here, but can we agree that Darwin was a junkie who thought he was a monkey? This is a man who started doing opium towards the end of his life. And he was starting to see all kinds of weird things that simply weren't there. <laughs> so I don't know. I try to, when I try to quote somebody, I try to think about what it is they actually thought while they were still coherent. <laughs> not, on, not, on, not only that. Not you know only the number that. of people in history who have done great things that were drug addicts. And plus, I agree, Darwin was a drug addict later in life. This, this is after he wrote his book. And plus, the thoughts of a man are not uh, contingent on his character. Besides Elvis, name one. <laughs> I could give you a hundred. I mean, there are books about. I diaries. said besides Elvis, Listen, name one. I'll give you a list of scientists. Give me like five minutes to look it up. But opium eater. I don't want a stupid scientist. We said someone who contributed to society. I put forth um, Elvis. Elvis. You better match that. John Lennon. You got me. Um. Yeah, we all live in a yellow submarine. Uh, so, um, what you didn't kick him, right? Oh, his devices. Uh, he, another no, 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 I did not kick him. Uh, another blue screen. Um, uh, don't forget that uh, Darwin was so sold for the theory of evolution. Um, bring him back so I don't worry about it. Um, I don't forget my powerful atheism. Um, yeah, uh, you didn't get a blue screen, right? No, my internet connection just being bad. Okay. Um, so um, Darwin also was sold so much uh, on the theory that God didn't create anything. Uh, everything created itself because he destroyed five 
uh, people due to his beliefs, because if he was a Bible person, then he wouldn't be married to his cousin because he believed he can create the superhuman and he destroyed five children in the process. So maybe I would turn to opium too if I did that. Because I'm, I'm, You think the Bible somehow tells you you can't marry your cousin? Well, um, it, uh, it says at the beginning, uh, it doesn't even say it, but uh, there are ethics. And uh, somebody who does that proves that he doesn't care for other people. So uh, in order to create um, the superhuman, he was willing to sacrifice uh, uh, his children in the process. And for me, that proves that he was not a Bible person. He had no ethics. Wait, so marrying your cousin is somehow unethical? Well, he created uh, children with problems, uh, artistic children. Uh, well, I, I, heard think, I, think I think two of them, two of them my, were normal. My writing senses are tingling hard of flesh with what Rex is pointing out. What he's trying to, I think you're getting that, Rex, and you can correct me if you're wrong, but Rex is probably going to take you back into the Bible where there were incestual uh, relationships and families married each other and, and uh, had sex. So uh, that would probably be the question. I would probably argue, if that is where you're going, Rex, that this was the origin of humanity and the genetics were still pretty clean. Nowadays, we know scientifically if people have sex with their own brothers, sisters, and cousins, there's a chance you can have an anomaly from it because of genetics no i agree marrying your cousin is wrong i don't think that genetics was well understood at the time of darwin so he wouldn't have known that was why children were coming out uh, sort of um formed. i also don't think the bible teaches against it and i i don't generally attack the bible when i come in here so i wasn't going to go back to anything i was just looking for uh, him to defend the fact that somewhere it would would say let the no. record reflect that rex is defending incest Okay, here we go. That's, now I'm attacking the Bible. You got this, Stephen. You made me do it. <laughs> so what, one of my favorite stories, well, as an atheist, is uh, Judah, the tribe of Judah. Do you remember how it was saved from being collapsed? Uh, I don't remember who the father was. But I know the story, so I'll just tell it briefly, and you guys will know what it's from. Uh, uh, daughter married a son. The son died. The daughter-in-law then married another son who refused to uh, have relations with her, so no babies. So he divorced her, and then she tried to marry the father-in-law, but he wouldn't marry her. So she dressed up as a lady of the evening and tricked him into having relations with her and then said, oh, you don't got to pay me. Just give me your cane and your coat. Then she got pregnant, and he was going to kill her. And he's like, ah, look at this cane and this coat, dude. Some, the guy who got me pregnant gave me it. And he realized, oh, wait, I got you pregnant. You tricked me, you silly lady. And thus, the tribe of Judah was saved. Unfortunately, that is a pretty accurate story. That's rough. And it goes to show that what man intends for evil, God can use for good. So Bible still wins. Checkmate. Oh, oh, I thought the moral of the story was always have a uh, an extra coat and cane, just in case, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, so we don't get into any uh, like discrepancies here, Andrew. I absolutely am disgusted with uh, Aiden, and I have no interest in having a conversation with him, just to let you know. Likewise. At that, at, at this moment, uh, after the show he did, uh, one hour talking about me, uh, I'm not so fan of bringing him here, but I gave him some respect because he knew a lot of history about my country. But still, uh, he's not going to contribute to this discussion, so it's nothing personal, Aiden. 
I, I don't know if you realize this heart of flesh. I'm pretty sure Stephen was around at this time, but a bunch of Christians, I actually encouraged Christians to help this guy whenever he was about to be evicted from his home along with his parents and girlfriend. And a bunch of Christians supported him and sent him hundreds of dollars. What did he do to thank them? He went on a live show with a bunch of trolls and talked shit about Christians, including myself. So I don't want to talk to this, uh, this piss whistle at all. Hayden, you heard it. Um, I didn't know that. Uh, thanks for sharing, Brett. You're welcome. So, um, for me, uh, that is the reality that brought me to the truth. And I'm grateful for it. And from that day on, I started looking into every single thing uh, that has been released. Uh, and I've been exposing them in videos. Everything that is being given us from space is faked. Uh, I could bring hundreds of examples. I've made, I've been, uh, I'm at the process of laughing with it, not even taking it seriously. Like they release a new video and I'm like, let me see where it is faked. And I see it like within the first five seconds of it. I see, ah, that, that doesn't even make sense. I mean, you see uh, SpaceX, um, uh, capsule that supposedly has humans in it and it's getting bright from the sun it's getting brighter for a second and then the it gets it dips down like the sun when it rises uh it's not very bright it's only bright when it rises and then it stops being bright and then one of their lamps uh, goes off and the light goes immediately black so what they do then is they cut the stream and they show you the room where they are working on the computers and nobody ever notices people just watch thumbnails and they see that that the, uh, the thumbnail shows uh, two uh, astronauts out there and it says uh, four hour long um, spacewalk so they're like <clears throat> i'm not gonna watch a four hour long spacewalk uh, it has to be real and they are fooling mankind they are using now um, uh, the, the, the SpaceX uh, Dragons uh, missiles are called Dragons and the missions are called Axioms. Axiom, you, if you know what it means, it means something that exists, something that is true, something that is irrefutable. Well, why use that name? So I check uh, the SpaceX logo and it has an upside down cross that looks like an X. I check NASA's logo and I see the snake tongue in front in the logo. And then I realize who it is that is deceiving mankind. He is Satan. So uh, it is very important. I'm not saying that those that have arrived to Jesus need to know this. But it's better to know this than believe uh, in outer space. There is no outer space. It's being faked. We cannot go out. It doesn't belong to us. We're not the gods. And would you say that uh, we're receiving messages by a satellite right now because they're on balloons? Or, or what is how, how are we talking via satellite communication currently? Well, um, or, or cables. But you know my point. How are satellites working? I'll give you, I'll give you one very good example for that. Um, I have this telescope for more than 15 years. I think I bought it in 2000, 
uh, no, uh, 2010. It's not more. So I have it for 13 years. And I never had to upgrade its, um, um, its software. So at some point, um, there was some news out there uh, that the whole GPS will be ditched because we have reached such a technology that we are now going to use antennas for the GPS. And after that news came out, um, when I brought my telescope out, I would try to align it and it would point to the ground in order to find the star. So I contacted the company and they said, oh, yeah, 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 you need to do a, a, a brief software update. And I updated it and now it works fine again. So the theory of uh, the flat earth says that um, we are being fooled for uh, many years. Um, there are satellites up there, but they are on balloons. But GPS doesn't come from those. It comes from antennas that are very strong and they are on mountains. And in the United States that has a lot of flat land, uh, there are some super high antennas. I bet you've seen them in some videos. Like, uh, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't climb that. I would be scared to death to climb that. And there are people that are working up on those. So if we, have, if we did have satellites, why have such big and tall antennas that you cannot even see what's on the ground if they are that tall? So there are so many lies. And all you need to do is start uh, deciphering lie to lie, and you will arrive to the truth that uh, it is as big as evolution. Um, Can I ask you another question? This is really so much something money. Yeah, more money have been spent to to fake space than the money that have been spent to teach children evolution. Go ahead. Right, this is something I've personally done. Uh, me and a buddy. Uh, both on the same night, we went out and with telescopes, we uh, we measured the International Space Station going across the moon and then using trigonometry and parallax, we said how far it was and how fast it was going. So what, what did we do wrong? Because uh, it's clearly, I don't remember the height, I have to look it up, but it's a certain height and a certain speed and it agrees with what uh, we're told it should be. So uh, how yeah. am I being fooled? Okay, um, I, I see the ISS2 passing by, but what you did and what I do doesn't prove that there are people living in it there is something up there that is moving and if you see the trajectory that it has which i'm gonna try to find uh, it makes more sense um i i say path no i need one more a here and while you're looking that up, I have one more question. I didn't personally do this, but I watched videos of people doing it where they, uh, there was a rocket that took off heading to the ISS. And uh, then we took, uh, they took pictures before and after it docked. And you could see uh, the ship docked I, yeah. with the ISS. Yeah, I know that too. And um, there are a lot of things uh, that doesn't make sense uh, to me too. But there is something that you have missed and many have missed, but some of us saw it. And that is enough because if you get proven to be a liar once, 
then everything that comes out of your mouth after that moment is questionable. So at some at some time, uh, at some point in time, it was right around 2017. Um, one news agency, I think it was CNN, it said, uh, "Let's now turn to the ISS for a live feed." And it it switched to the live feed, and what we saw was two guys carrying a replica of the ISS towards the room <laughs> towards the the room that they were about to shoot uh what they were about to shoot so immediately the news stream ended and they were like uh, okay uh that was the wrong clip uh let's go back to the weather but we saw people carrying a big replica of the ISS and the connection was about to show us the ISS I have so, I, I watch a lot of stuff. I've not seen that. I, I would love uh, if you produce that clip for me, please. Yep, I have it. I have it already in a video. Yeah, just um, link the video. And he I'll he had it in the queue. He had it in the queue. So uh, before uh, we go there, I want I brought the ISS flight path, and I want to try to. Uh, okay, so. But you do agree something is there and it's in free fall to the planet. Yes, okay. yes. Um, but it doesn't contain humans. And we know because, first off, I have very old documentaries of the ISS, which was not called ISS at the time. It was called Sputnik. Uh, not Sputnik. Uh, um, sorry, it is uh, late for me. And my brain gives me lags at this time. It was called... Oh, somebody remember it? What was the Russian name for the ISS before it got named ISS? Mir. I don't remember. I'll be honest Mir. with you. Mir. Mir. M-I-R. And it was Russian. So I have, uh, I have a documentary, a couple, three, four documentaries on the Mir. And what is inside it looked completely different than what it is today. It was very narrow. Uh, it was pillows all over the place, but today it is like huge square uh, rooms that you can go from one to the other. And it makes you wonder uh, if after the Challenger, we've had a hard time uh, going there. Um, how did we get those up there? How did we change the ISS from being something like a tube? into something that can fit all these astronauts. Then there are some mathematical problems too, because um, according to the official thing uh, data that nobody ever checks, the ISS is on a constant freefall, but it's going so fast that the fall that it does exceeds the Earth, and that's why it goes around it. People have it have a concept in their minds that it's locked there and it just gravitates and like the moon does to the earth, the same happens with the ISS. That is not the true, the truth, and it's official. What the official story of the ISS is, is that if you have a cannon and you shoot horizontally, 
at some point the cannonball is going to fall on the earth. But if the cannonball was going so fast, then it would reach the curvature first, and then when it starts falling, there will be no ground, and that puts it on orbit. That is official. So in order to continue this, what they do, supposedly, is every time astronauts are going up there, the Soyuz that is taking them up there uses its thrusters to push it back to position. Now, that's some hard stuff, man. But before we go to, to that kind of stuff, first off, um, let me just show you the path uh, here. Let me present the screen because then I want to go to something. You should probably give everybody else a chance to uh, say okay. something before going into uh, Okay, that. but, but what Your they... Your answers but, are very long-winded, Achilles. Okay, thank you for say, telling me. But the problem is that what they do is they give questions and the questions have their answers and then I get more questions. So I know, uh, but you give, the... them, you give okay. them a lot to respond to. <laughs> okay, but that's why it's happening. I'm just saying that. So this is the, am I sharing? I am sharing. This is the flight path that the ISS does. And this is. Can you uh, show the flight path of the moon uh, in your diagram? Uh, you see what I'm saying? Um, this is something completely different. Oh, no, I'm, uh, I'm not saying don't do Can that. Can you show but... up that thing you had yesterday? When you were asking us if anything could fit between the moon and Earth, that was really cool. And um, that shows the moon diagram and everything. Okay, let me just show you that this is the flight path of the ISS um, on the flat Earth. Makes Now show more, us the cool thing. Much more sense. <laughs> now, uh, the cool thing about it is that if you open a program like this one, And while I'm going to it, let me just say, uh, we just said that the Soyuz is pushing the ISS to position. Oh my God, what happened? Solar system scope.com. Um, forgive me, I'm getting a little bit of an overload. Um, so let me start the online model. It will take a second to load, and in that second, I want to tell you that uh, do you understand how we move on this earth? Um, that it has to do with traction. Oh, with traction, on one, one second, okay. uh, Aiden, you can might as well just stop trying to come in. Brett does not care to be in your company, Hart does not care to be in your company. I'm not particularly fond of being in your company, so it's just a no go, bud. Not don't please, no. We'll have an atheist day at some point. So uh, if I if I want to walk, I push the earth with my one foot, and that gives an opposing reaction from the earth. I do the action. The earth gives me the reaction. It's called action-reaction, uh, and this is how we move. If I am in a boat and I push the dock, the dog gives me an equal reaction and pushes the boat back. Uh, when an airplane flies, 
it pushes the air molecules and the air molecules are giving why is it freezing like that what is going on something happened to my pc it may be the uh, he had posted a comment that might be having some kind of strength issue on your internet because you got so much stuff running can i suggest for you because i know you're trying to make a point but Maybe you want to close out of fifty tabs and leave open. I don't. Ones you know I don't have. I don't have fifty tabs. I have thirty-two gigabytes of uh, RAM, and right now my computer is completely empty. It's not doing anything. I think it's my fault because I had YouTube open also, and I was trying to upload a new video. No, but no, I just no, went ahead and closed out of YouTube. No, it's here. It's uh, it's on me, and something may have happened and caused the blue screen. I don't know what it is. Well, Mr. Flash, your computer might be something built by NASA over there, but the problem is it's going to StreamYards. StreamYards is a weak piece of trash and stuff. I'm surprised it still exists after all this time. No, I'm so just I'm just saying that that the lag the lag is here is not on StreamYard. It's here. I see the lag on, on where I opened this program. Well, yesterday when we opened it, uh, it was fine. There were no problems. So I'm just going to open up here and see. The temperatures seem to be okay. Well, George, can I can I say to Jordan Lillery out here, I, he did, to be fair, he does say he loves you, but he still believes you're at the sear shape. Folks, if you're going to make comments disagreeing with the guy, at least have the balls to come in and tell him why it is you have the thoughts that you do. I'm just saying, I love you too. I'm just saying, don't just drop and run. Don't do an internet virtual drive-by well, on the I've, man. Jordan's a friend of ours and he's actually uh one of our newest hosts so it's not he, he's he's doing it out of love it's brotherly well, stuff. I'm doing what I'm doing out of love as well you know me Steven I I pick on people why so I can get them to actually come in the room and hang out with us <laughs> I wish Jordan would come on in here that's um, not the way I do things, Rex. You've seen me get all. You've always asked me, Stephen, how do you get so many people in your room? Because I antagonize the hell out of them. That's why. Every time I hear you quote mine, I want to come in and say, "Stop it! Stop it!" <laughs> Achilles, I would say, and hi, hi everyone. Um, hello, just, hello, brother. Uh, testing my stuff over here. I hope you guys can hear me. Sound like merman. Hip hop. Hi, hip hop. Hip hop, do you have it set to do echo cancellation on settings? Uh, you know what? I think I do. No, I actually, he actually sounds great. There's so, a, there's some shakiness to it. It's like <laughs> like that. He could bring down the bit rate of his hold audio. On, hold sounds... on, I just turned off his uh his echo cancellation. Go ahead and talk for us, hip hop. Well, all I was going to say uh, to Achilles is that I agree that uh, there's a lot of disinformation, a lot of lies, and a lot of deception. I remember seeing a video similar to what you were talking about on the uh, Mirror uh, Space Station or whatever that was mm -hmm. uh, about the Apollo, the Apollo program and... Um, there was some people supposedly from the CIA or something like that talking in the background out of out of queue or what have you. And it brought a lot of doubt in my mind about all of this. And I can understand why there are so many people that are questioning the space program, um, government, everything nowadays. To me, it seems like it's questionable. 
So uh, it even it even made it to uh, to a committee in the United States uh, court. Uh, Stephen, do you remember that? I sent you a, a link at some point that somebody is telling a, a judge that we believe that the um, that the space is getting faked, and you shouldn't be spending all that money. I do not remember that. Now you should check it out. It's in your email. Um, what, what is this graph that we're looking at? Because it's, uh, it's very unusual. Usually when you look at uh, the scope of the galaxy like this, the Earth is much, much more tiny than that of the sun. What are we looking at here? So this is called uh, solar system scope. Uh, I actually found where the lag was that I told you. Uh, I, I was in the stream yard. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I closed. No. Here it is. Uh, you're gonna see. This is what I was seeing uh, five minutes ago, and I thought it was some lag from my computer. Um, now the sound came up. Anyway, it was a problem with the browser that I'm using, so now it's fine. So uh, this is called solar system scope, and in order for me to use the telescope. I am waiting to see when a planet is going to be opposing the Earth like this, like where Uranus and Jupiter are, because if they are where, let's say, uh, where Mars is right now, I will go to today's date, actual time, uh, the Earth is here, the, the uh, Mars is over there, so there's no chance for me to observe Mars. So that's why this program is needed, because we are waiting for objects to come to this side, which is the complete zenith of our midnight, in order to record them. So I've been using this program a lot, and this is uh, the program that uh, actually helped me realize the big deception that is coming. And it all starts in a uh, video in Playlist 2016 under my channel. I realized something very weird going on with the planets. And you will see it there. But the reason I open it now, uh, the answer to your question, brother, is that uh, objects are a bit out of scale, uh, exaggerated. Okay. Oh, it's a neat piece of software you got there for sure. That's interesting. But I was just kind of shocked at the size of the Earth compared to the sun. Yeah, yeah. As you know, the the modern day scientists are claiming that the sun is like ninety thousand times bigger than the Earth, and I was like, "Whoa, look at that! It's almost half the same size." So yeah, I no. guess you're zooming up on it, though, right? No, no, they they are exaggerated, and I think there is an option. If I go to the options, where are they? Um, they here, options. Draggable planets, planets hide show. I think there is an option to make them. Um, if you can see something about uh, the actual sizes, constellation names, constellation lines, measure of star names, spacecraft, comets, dwarf planets, large sizes, realistic. So this is more like it. This is like the realistic uh, scale. But because they are not exaggerated, it is hard to see um, the objects. So that's why the default, the default, I said, is where is the option again? <laughs> because I want to turn it back now. Uh, defaults. Well, it's fine. I mean, your explanation of it just simply doing that on the chart, that's okay. 
Yeah, these these are the oh here we go. These are exaggerated, uh, so we don't see dots. But anyway, according to your view, though, you would have to uh, estimate that the sun is actually much smaller than the Earth if you're going with the flat Earth model, right? It is, it is. Uh, but um, the reason I opened this program up uh, is because um, now I'm thinking about something, something else. Uh, so the, the sun, according to you, as well as the moon, actually exists within the same well, physical barrier, right? It's within yes. the Earth's yes. barrier. So the sun should be much more tinier. Yes. We, shouldn't even, we shouldn't even see it in this graph because it's so small. Well, um, this is why I'm trying to go now to something else. Uh, I, oh. have it, I have it right here, an answer to that. Um, you're gonna, you're gonna see what I, what I think. All right. Um, so this is what they've done and what you see, you're gonna see now. Uh, Mr. Hart, did I just see the earth twerk? Is that what I just saw? Yes. Give me a second. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what you're gonna see now, uh, consider also that it will include the sky. But it's not in this uh, in this video that you're gonna see. But imagine that what what you're about to see includes the sky. So this is what they've done. Ah, I see. I see what you're getting at. So you believe okay. that this, this ice ring is basically all the way around the flatness of the Earth. Now, is the sun, according to your model, actually producing heat, or is that another lie? Um, can I leave this, uh, question for a little later, uh, because I want to get the reason I opened the program. Of course you can, my friend. This isn't the, Jeopardy. You, yeah, whenever uh, you're ready, you, you can give the information whenever. We're just chatting there, brother. Yeah, yeah, but, uh. Bring the out these thumbscrews. The that was an I, adorable solar system. <laughs> the, the reason I, I started <laughs> this program is because uh, Stephen asked something because he's right. This is very important to realize. So after you're done reading this, I'm going to the program. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, what is a helosexual? Um, lovers of... <laughs> Hello. Where are you getting that from? Oh, boy. Lovers of the theory that we're going around the sun. So... Hello, um, Jordan. Listen, this Brett Keen guy that I do not know. Hello, Brett. But he was calling me out. My goodness, for dropping my comment about the Earth being round. <laughs> oh, I, I love. It. I'm not a flat earther myself. I'm right on the same page with you. But I find Hart very interesting and in the passion that he's got for this. I was just trying to uh, attract you to come into the room. I like aggravating well, well, people. Well, it, and it, them it in. worked. It worked. Like uh, like Stephen said, I'm I'm a regular on the show, and so when you call me out, I'm thinking, "Wow, man, I don't even know this guy," and he's 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 calling me out. It's nice to meet you, Brett. Well, Stephen will tell you I do that to all the atheists out there and religious people, and it gets them to come in every single time. I should have paid <laughs> a, a nickel for doing that. But uh, if you don't mind, I'd love to hear what your views are on this. What we've been looking at. 
I would well, like I would like to not uh, go there, brother Jordan. Um, I w- I want to say this, uh, put this mathematics down into your heads, and then I will give you all the floor to say your to speak your mind. What Can do I have you mean that? you don't want to go there? I antagonize this man. I get him in here now. You're I'll saying, tell no. you. Yeah. Yeah. Brett, no, no, Brett, oh, no. I I want to give I want to give Jordan the floor. He was antagonized, and he, he I, my, waited my and came. Brett attacked my masculinity for crying out. Yeah, yes, no, I got Jordan, I, must, Come on. I must defend my honor. Jordan, <laughs> you have the floor. It's all yours. Well, listen, I um first off, what I have I have much more in common than my with my brother Achilles than not in the sense that we are both sinners that have been redeemed by the grace of God. And so Amen. Achilles and any flat earther that loves Jesus as a brother of mine. Amen. But however, I'm not going to mince words, brother. Uh, flat right. earthers, flat earthers in Christianity, uh, in my opinion, uh, damage our reputation because I think that it's very plain that the earth is a sphere. And when we hold to untenable positions like a flat earth, they then say, well, see, they, they, they also believe in, a God that resurrected after three days and they lump all the beliefs together because for me, believing in a flat earth is outlandish. Uh, There's a a simple experiment where uh, they did this on a Netflix documentary about flat earthers where you just get a high powered laser and you, you put a hole through like a fence and have it go for like two miles. And when you shine the laser, it eventually stops going through the hole. Why the curvature of the earth? The I will tell you why. I will tell you why. Oh, come on now, brother. Come on, Achilles. It, oh, the come earth on. is a sphere, on. brother. You can't come on. Let come me, on, let heart. Bring the heat. Bring the let heat. Me, let heart. me no, respond. No, but Achilles, this is you make, this you're is making Christians look bad with holding to a flat earth. I so love you. See, when I say that do you love, see? But... Do you see why I didn't want him to start before I answer uh, and show what Stephen asked me to show? Because now I can't go back to that. I need to address the fact that it's deception, that it's killing. Oh, we people. don't get to see that really cool universe now. Well, um, you gave the floor to somebody who is saying first off something that has to do <laughs> with a documentary that was created to disprove this experiment that was actually successfully well go gentle because bear in mind jordan is our newest i know i know i know i I know and he knows and he knows i love him but i was plugging his show the freedom hour yes freedom hour but the thing is that this experiment was done by a flat earther first and when the flat earther did the experiment he proved that the earth is has no curvature and then immediately after him before he died hawkins did the same experiment but he didn't use the same manner of a camera that the other guy used he used different cameras and he used the boat and there were actors inside the boat there was a cute girl with boobs 
and uh, they said, "Oh, okay, it's done. Let's go home now." Wait a but minute! They, but How they did didn't... go from balls to boobs. Come on, there, sir. Well, yeah, yeah. They're wrong. Guys, they're wrong. guys, 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 guys. We, we gotta cut back on the language, gentlemen. Thank you. Show. Uh, thank you, Stephen. Uh, I'm just, I'm and, just and, saying. And Achilles, I love how your your point that it was an actress is that it was a female with female anatomy. Like that somehow makes it fake. No, uh, what makes it fake is that the other guy used the camera and the laser that he bought himself and uh, the camera was on the same spot on a tripod and he zoomed in with the camera and we saw that he could hit the boat with that laser. But the other documentary, if you are going to investigate this scientifically, you will see that it has cut scenes it has a different camera, which is inside another boat. It doesn't zoom in from the beach. And it has paid actors to do it. And it was done by Hawkins a couple of years before he died. And after that, which made every flat earther laugh, they created a Netflix documentary. And you know what, Brother Jordan? You're going to see a hundred of those right now. They're going to be perfect at the process from now on to con to. To, to fool you and convince you that the flat earthers are stupid. Well, Achilles, I, brother, and just like you're being honest with me, I'm going to be honest back. I think that this is a, a distraction that, frankly, that more than Christians focusing on what really matters, which is that uh, we are sinners that are, uh, that are in need of saving, and it's only through Jesus Christ. When we focus all this time, it's almost like you're trying— uh, that it's like there's an effort given to convert people to flat eartherism versus converting people to Jesus. I think it provides it's an unnecessary obstacle, brother. And I have brother, uh, there's there's way too you're you're saying that every single there's that, that there's literally thousands, if not millions, of people in on it. And I happen to know some people in NASA, not personally, but that uh, like I've visited Passion uh, City Church. I'm from Atlanta with Passion and Louis Giglio. They've actually had astronauts from space that are Christians call in and like say hello to the congregation. Congratulations, space. you know liars. I'm just kidding. I believe in the globe Earth. Uh, well, you you I gotta mean, I, 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 if you don't mind, Jordan, me throwing a little fuel on the fire here. We have come to a point where scientists don't know the difference between boys and girls anymore. Are we sure we want to believe them? <laughs> And because well, you have a friend that has a friend that doesn't make proof. <laughs> well, Achilles, you are saying, and this is the this is what is alluring of conspiracy theories, is it it it, it makes us feel special and that everyone else is being deceived, but not me. I think that no, there that's are not, some that's things not, where, where that's not how it, it goes, brother. And, and Achilles, Achilles, GPS, okay, it works because there are satellites going around the earth. Uh, yeah, we address we address we address uh, Achilles. You, you can fly from Atlanta to Australia because it goes around around Earth. You're Wait a minute, hold on. You haven't you haven't heard the conspiracy theory about Australia? No, does it not exist or something? It does not exist. And everyone you've ever met who claims to have been good, there or from good. there works for the CIA. They oh come through gosh. a portal, don't they, Stephen? <laughs> I, I don't know about that one. I don't believe in that conspiracy theory. I do believe, though, that birds are not real. Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay. Achilles. Achilles, okay. brother. The earth is round. The earth is round. It's a sphere, brother. Come on now. Well, okay, okay. Um, go ahead and be sure. 
what I've done in my life is I created a series of documentaries that they are called The Great Deception. And I've been telling people that if they don't take them in sequence, they will be deceived. So you can go ahead and ignore it and say that I'm just stupid and a conspiracy theorist. But I have, uh, I have uh, today, uh, without uh, knowing it, this is something of uh, debate uh, of, on Christians about the flat earth. And Sunday, I have a debate with flat earthers to convince them that Jesus is not a lie. So this aligns perfectly with my mission in life. And may Satan take my life right after I succeed. I don't care. But I will use my last breath to convince Christians that the Bible never lied to them and they don't need to add millions of years to it and they don't need to believe in big bangs that created balls. And half of the rest of my life I will dedicate on flat earthers to convince them of Christianity because there are, there are two communities right now and one of them does not accept the other. They both have 50% of the truth and they're like, the other 50 is lies. I'm not going to examine it. <laughs> you can go well, ahead and I believe, how, and believe uh, Netflix. Go ahead. Achilles, I love that you just said that Christians have, because Christians that don't believe in a flat earth only have 50% of truth. And you're saying that an atheist that believes in a flat earth, even though they might reject God, reject Jesus, all that, they still have 50% just because they believe there's a flat earth. That that just reveals how out of proportion you're putting this whole thing, Achilles. I, I will agree. I will agree. And I will, uh, and Stephen can back me up on this one that I've told him again and again that uh, Christians don't have to believe in the flat earth, but flat earthers have to believe uh, in Jesus. I agree because, with that statement 100%. Yeah, be, because uh, arriving to the shape of the earth, and realizing, as I've heard many flat earthers do, that there is a creator, but not knowing who that creator is and how you get saved, uh, is uh, you're not yet saved. Now, Christians who have arrived to the truth, uh, they can go ahead and believe in lies, uh, other lies. But that is why I used the 50-50 um, because uh, in, uh, in English, the word truth doesn't reveal anything, but in Greek, uh, it is aletheia, and it is a creation of, two, uh, of a word and the negating A in front of that word. The word is deception and is lethe, which is also plani. From plani, we get planets, and Lithi, if you put a, uh, the negating A in front of it, means truth. But if you don't, it means deception. So, so, if there is some deception in your truth, then according to definition, it is not the truth. Hart, if you don't mind me asking, oh, just yeah. because Hart, you were playing devil's advocate with me earlier. If you don't mind, let's let's switch uh, sides for a moment here. Let's say I wasn't a Christian and I was a non-believer, and you absolutely 100% convinced me that the earth was flat and that we no longer have globe trotters. They're all the flat trotters now. Let's say I go along with that and we presuppose everyone in here agrees with you. How does that actually correlate to Jesus' real, depending on the shape of the planet? 
first off, this is what brought me to God. Because I was a very scientific mind to such a degree that nobody could compete with me. Like these Aiden dudes that come around <clears throat> in the internet and they pretend to be educated. They haven't read the books that I have. And if that scientific mind that 20 years ago was trying to convince others about the multi multiplicity of uh, suns and civilizations out there, got saved by realizing the truth and then opening the Bible and seeing that truth getting verified every time, I think it can do the same on others. But again, I will say that if you have arrived to Jesus and you are transformed already, it's not necessary for me to, to convince you of the flat earth. But I could tell you on a discussion that, dude, <laughs> you know they're lying about that too, right? So, never, Hart, there's an interesting of, point yeah. that you made, though, earlier. You said the universe didn't just spit out some balls, right? Yep. And we're talking about planets, Stephen. We're not getting nasty up in here. <laughs> but according to your own view, although the Earth is flat and surrounded by an ice ring, um, you still believe in round objects like the sun and the moon. You just simply think they're smaller and inside. So that would mean that through origin of God, there are still these round spheres going on. They're just not the Earth. How does that work for you? I'll show you right now. All right. And I appreciate <laughs> you being patient with me and not wanting to jack me in the jaw over this. So uh, um, you are a very good uh, uh, guy to talk to with about this uh, matter. Um, although uh, Jordan uh, is making a couple of uh, um, logical uh, mistakes, but I love him too. Um, he takes the position that um, uh, if everyone believes it, it has to be true. This is called the bandwagon fallacy. And he also assumes... Achilles, that it, has... it was Christians that first discovered the heliocentric nature of the universe. Okay, look up, look up. communicated from the church. But it I was can say... theist. It was theist, Achilles. The pope, the pope calls himself Christian too, and he has uh, the the greatest uh, telescopes on the earth, and one of them is named Lucifer. He does have a point there, Mister Jordan. Oof, that's rough. So uh, on on previous video that I made, I exposed this uh, um, animated uh, film which completely destroys Hellenic mythology and it makes uh, it, it ignores uh, the most important books of Hellenic mythology, which have ethics uh, and takes the story, the only story that has to do with Wicca and presents it to children. But because I exposed that on my previous video, at some point, I thought to myself that there was this scene inside that I didn't pay attention to. So now I'm preparing this for my next video. So we see here... The Mount Olympus that we're looking at here? Exactly. And they are observing the Earth. 
Well, hold on. How long is this video? Because Lupin Show starts in 15 minutes. No, I'm and not gonna... I want to. I want to give everybody time to get over there and warm up before his show starts. Yeah, okay, I don't know started. if you looked in private chat, but Stephen said he was going to beat up everybody if we didn't get it going quicker. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I think I'm it would be not. nice if we all migrated over there and got him going in the next 14 minutes before his show. Okay. Brother, it'll stop it on my end as well. So you're in full control, Stephen. Oh, awake. Oh, I see uh, this link in the chat. Is that where we're migrating to? 